Hi, this is Lauren Lavera from Terrifier 2. You're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Genius, please don't. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that supports the smashing and recycling of cans but especially when done by massive mammaries (laughs) my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're kicking off a month-long celebration of some of our favorite local artists, and we begin with a collection of conversations from this year's Crypticon. And whether you've been in the presence of Robert Russler or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All of your tales from the Crypticon hole. (laughs) Uh, And you can find us perusing the crypt that is kind of social media yeah uh you can find us if it's still available on twitter at nightmare junk and on facebook at nightmare junkhead and it is on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to shenanigans and buffet shenanigans and if you find yourself in the kansas uh, excuse me i should say as this episode is releasing on friday august 4th if you find yourself in the kansas city area Head on over to Screenland.com, where they will kind of have your buffet shenanigans taken care of uh, indoors. Outdoors. And virtually. Mm-hmm. It's a selection. Yes, it is. They it's have a selection. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, make a day of it. Enjoy it all. And if you're going to the buffet and the selections that are at Screenland.com, go to Friday Night Frights. Mm-hmm. And the Friday this episode is releasing. Ooh. We're getting our friend. We're getting French. Oh, yeah, oh, you're not kidding. In fact, it's always nice when we get to explore mm-hmm. outside of the u.s and technically we're going to be spending two weeks abroad yeah in this case and this is going to be a first time viewing for both you and myself mm-hmm. it comes from the individuals that gave us both inside and the Leatherface prequel to the 3d version okay Exactly. Exactly. It's so con- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series is so is way more convoluted than Halloween, and uh, maybe a, a franchise that doesn't need to necessarily be that convoluted. No. Well, regardless of the convolution, uh, this one I understand leans a little bit more into the fantasy vibe. Ooh, but we're- fantasy French extremity. Yeah. From 2011. Whoa! Sign me. We are going to be taking- me intrigued. Oh, jeez. We're going to be taking in, get it out right now, not just now, not we were in polite company, these folks here, but no, it's going to be, it's livid from 2011. I'm anxious. Me too. Because I haven't vetted it. Anxious and apprehensive. Because it's the new French extreme. We're, we are going to have mad warnings on this one. Now, that being said, looking forward then to next Friday Night's Fright, 
a movie that we have vetted. Mm-hmm. And we're still giving mad warnings on this one. <laughs> and we're still staying, oh, we are still the very extreme. <laughs> and it's one of my favorites because it has uh, multiple AKAs. Yeah. Uh, known as Hot Tension. Mm-hmm. Also known as Switchblade Romance. It's also one of my favorites because it's really divisive. And I personally champion it and actually technically we've actually devoted an episode on the main feed to it it's been in madness yes it has it's i mean it's it gets love on this show and it gets love for a reason because it's fucking brutal it's intense (laughs) yeah and it should be noted uh stephen king approved Mm -hmm. and animal warning animal warning which is big at this point uh especially yeah after that last month whoo we're a little bit more sensitive mm-hmm. to that <laughs> now no other real repertory screenings are actually going on the weekend of the fourth however outdoors appropriately a little film from the 1980s that is an astonishing collection of hollywood for the 80s 90s and even even more yeah you actually have it you picked up the dvd did you not i did s.e hittens the outsiders which I can't tell you the last time I've watched that movie. See Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Diane Lane, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise Leave Garrett. It's unreal. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I re- I'll be honest. It's been long enough that the last time I watched it, I was a little bored. Right. I wasn't in, I wasn't taken in with it the way I probably should have been for the most part. Uh, so ideally, check that out there. Um, now, that being said, if Screenland sounds pretty cool, and it is, but you, uh, can't hear, you're can't hear, you not here in the Kansas City area, and you'd like to give a little love, well, there's a really easy way to do that. Uh, you should become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland, but genius, if I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, Bellies. We also have a little collection of uh, folks that are kind enough to spend a little bit of extra time with us. Mm-hmm. And we like to give back to them. In fact, as it turns out, um, we want to ideally give some shout outs here to some specific pallies. Yeah. Uh, specifically because of the fact that we are talking this year's Crypticon. And again, we understand if we have some pallies out of town. Mm hmm. We'll say, however, if there's ever a time to kind of plan a vacation, come out maybe. It's definitely a Crypticon. So I know we might be missing a few people, but I know definitely we saw Diana, mm-hmm. Dustin, mm-hmm. Chad, mm-hmm. and Julie. Charles. Char- was Charles there? Uh-huh. I did not see Charles. Oh, hi, Charles. Uh-huh. But in anyone that we may have missed, listen, there were a lot of people. Yeah. At this year's Crypticon, therefore, possible some pallies that we didn't see, some possible pallies that might come into the family a little bit later. Exactly. And we were running all over the place, too. We were having so much fun. Big, we were everywhere. Not necessarily. Yeah. And uh, shout out to everyone in the Kansas City Horror Club. Mm-hmm. Frida. Uh, killing my, it. Always yeah. killing it. Just everyone that volunteered their time to make this year's Crypticon just. It was great. High it felt level. old school. High level. High level. Now, of course. Uh, all of those pallies have access to our thoughts on a number of newly released horror films, uh, commentaries of a number of films, and of course, access to our Friday Night Fright stuff. Mm-hmm. You can have your own little movie watch party. Man, okay, so speaking of Friday Night Frights, and since we're talking about Crypticon, how was it? How was it? 
How was it? Well, genius. You you were missed because I I debated whether or not to hang up the beaded curtain for this one because if you go back to our thoughts on 1973's The Wicker Man. And as I mentioned in the intro, because I mentioned you weren't there, but I was like, when Genius watched this the first time and your journey you had with the movie, that it wasn't so much a horror film or horror musical. It's a recruitment film. It's a fucking recruitment musical. Come, come live on. Bring your kitties, Genius. Behold all the English birds. Uh, here are such contemporary hits as the man in the tree and the tree and the man and the log and the dean and the dean and the how comes a little boy and then fucking of course the the big jar of foreskins at the sundry shop and then the landlord's daughter ah so thankfully a uh, real quick shout out i know to film family member bobby who was there right in the front row with me um uh, marie was there uh, there are a number of folks that were. Oh no, I'm sorry, Marie was not there. Oh no, no she was not no, there. She was, not, she was, was there in spirit. She, there in but, spirit. Yeah, she was. She was getting her sparks on. But we were in theater one, mm-hmm. which was appropriate because the cut we saw, the 4K restoration. Oh, it was in one. It was in 50 one. Fifty foot production. Oh man. Oh. With every thud on the wall. Oh. You hey, felt it in the chest. Oh, what is this? And bummed I did miss. And I even ended the pre-show with the snippet. I'm, I, I feel like a broken record, but a bit from Captain Invincible, the return uh-huh. of Captain Invincible with Christopher Lee doing his song and dance. But it gives me so much more appreciation to his performance. And honestly, the wardrobe, like his hair uh-huh. in theater one. Uh, and then when he comes out looking like Samara, right? Fucking, oh, but when man. the humor hit, though. It hit hard, the way it hit. And then, of course, the buildup to the way the reveal, it still hit. Because so many people, they mentioned, I know how this movie ends, uh-huh. but I just don't know how we necessarily get there. But the music and the communal experience, it was uh-huh. wonderful. You were missed. You were missed. I'm just glad I was there to vote it in. So what about the goat? Oh, uh it's probably best you weren't there because if we did uh, the goat equivalent of a Yelp, that sucker's way up there. And in one, as large as it was and as loud as it was. I'd probably bounce after the goat started. As soon as I hear the goat, I'm like, first, all right, cool. I'm the first like, you get the, oh, Jesus Christ, no. You can leave and then yeah. you're good. Have a good night. Thanks for coming out. I'll see you in the lobby. Now, that being said, our film family members actually have access to said pre-show that I put together. Man. So if you'd like to have access to that and so much more next time, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. There'll be a next time. Uh, there will be a next time. Oh, Technically, yeah. there was actually tomorrow. It's playing again. Ah. I don't know if it's in one or not. Yeah. Well, I should say it played on Tuesday by the time this episode right. releases. <laughs> I start thinking about that. The mind gets wabber wonky. Oh, Playing all timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. It's it's all well. You know why we're wibbly wobbly? It's because we're recovering. Yeah. As we just finished this year's Crypticon, mm-hmm. and thankfully we were lucky enough to gather and talk to a number of fine folks. Welcome, boils and ghouls, to another edition of Tales from the Crypticon. Five different tales of terror to tantalize and titillate your very desires to come to Crypticon. (laughs) 
Our first little tale of terror is something the genius did. I decidedly did something devilishly delightful. Our first tale is The Waitress and the Watermelon. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the first of what we hope are a plethora mm-hmm. of what we're calling Crypticon Dispatches. Tales from the Crypticon. Uh-huh. As we are officially set up here for this year's Crypticon at the, uh, is it the Hilton? Em- yeah, Ambassador. The Hilton Ambassador. Yeah, it's very swank. Yeah, it is. It's classy. It's really nice. We are actually set up in a suite, and it's mm-hmm. designed ideally. Yeah, we were like, hey, we got a really nice hotel room, and I'm like, sweet. <sighs> is that where we're starting? Is that where we're going to start? It, <laughs> if anything, it's consistent. <laughs> Needless to say, we're set up here with the home base, and the idea is to hopefully talk with, be it actors, Mm -hmm. artists, fans, friends, whatever, yeah. We're hoping to actually engage with a number of people out there because we just got started here, and we're recording on the Friday right before everything opens up. Mm -hmm, The calm before the storm. It's been nice because... Real fucking nice. For those that may not be familiar... This weekend is not only is Crypticon happening here at the hotel, but oh, we've got... we got Swifties in the house. It's the Taylor Swift concert weekend. Yes, and the and it's not a culture clash at all mm-hmm. because it's just a group of people that are very passionate about something gathering yeah. and intermingling. It's cool. So, like, you look out and you see a sea of black T-shirts and pink T-shirts. I rode up on the elevator, no joke, with four Swifties... And the shape himself. Like I literally, I was holding the elevator. I was like, hello there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Castle. And the girl, the, the Swifties in the elevator were like, oh, I think there's like this horror convention going on. Meanwhile, Michael Myers is right there. I the wanted elevator. to say, by well, the way. Do you know who you're writing with, actually? But con etiquette. That's when funny. they're outside of, you know, the little area. That's funny. Now I just picture like Michael Myers and a bunch of Swifty songs and shit. I can picture like Jamie Lee Curtis jumping around singing. We hey are never, ever, ever getting back together. Right. And fucking Michael Myers is over there fucking sea walking and shit. I love it. Love it. Crypticon weekend's fucking magical, man. That's the kind of stuff that you're going to see mm-hmm. ideally. And what's even better is the fact that. This is the first year that we're back in a hotel. And everything's in the hotel. And it feels, I'm not going to lie. It feels like the Hojo by the airport again. It feels intimate. Mm-hmm. It feels familiar. And there's something to that because I'm not going to say the last few have been bad. By no means they've been no, a lot of fun. But it just was different. And they were more, it didn't It didn't have this this touch of, like I said, the intimacy. Uh-huh. I think that was missing. So that is, that's always going to be a welcome return. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, this is way nicer than the Hojo by the airport. This one, I'm pretty sure if we swim in the pool, we're going to be okay. It's so not- far, today, early. That's not to say after, now after Saturday night. All bets are off. That's one great thing about having the, 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 the con in the hotel. That's when all the fun shit happens. Well, it's even better is the fact that we're on the second floor, uh-huh. which is ideally easy access. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to sound dirty by any means. Come on up to the hotel room. We got, we're, we're recording stuff. Yeah, yeah again, you go subtle flower with it. Hey, hey, doing? Come on, come on. Have a seat on the couch. Well, what's even better is I know we can't do it, but I'd love to paint 
the door that leads to the bedroom back there green. Yeah. Just so, or, or maybe even have the beaded curtain hanging up. I was going to say, bring the beaded curtain and put them over there, dude. Like, like, what's <laughs> behind there? Well. <laughs> More shocking than behind the green door. You will, never mind. <laughs> Your jeans will be safe. But I Speaking already, of jeans, I love the fact that I can turn it into a meat locker in this joint. It should be. I'm going to warn every single person that comes into here. Yeah, I think from here I, on now, forever. Frankie Carbone is hanging up frozen in the corner right now. My God, man, how did you sleep at like a baby? <laughs> hot, actually. It was in the middle of the night, and I was like, "God damn, I'm hot." These blankets are heavy and warm and shit. I love it. Yeah, sometimes. It, and it should be noted, this one is all genius at this point. This is very much the vacation time. This is chilling. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm a little disappointed in your your culinary, your, your oh, my God, I should say, your devotion to culinary buffets. Mm-hmm. We have with a complimentary fucking, okay, so not saying I'm disappointed in myself with it, but at the same time, like, it's a weekday. The weekends, the hours are a little bit later. I get to sleep in a little bit longer because it's a little bit of it's my day off. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm going to take advantage of it. And then Saturday and Sunday hit the buffets hard. Okay, that's fair. So you you gave yourself a little bit of sleep in time. I mean, we already have a buffet date tomorrow over and around. You know what I'm saying? We were like, hey, you call me up. I'll be up. We got, we got, the, we got this buffet. Well, sadly enough, buffets are a nice segue into some of the weird <laughs> shenanigans that can not only occur while you're here on the con circuit, but in, away. Just in general, just in, in, in life. Well, and it's, so we're gathered. Uh, film family member Chad was with us. Uh, we've got Frida, her daughter. We've got Tiffany the and their club. crew. Yep. So at we're a, all having a pre-con lunch. At a, at a Chinese at a buffet. At a Chinese buffet. Which right. was great. Yeah, of course. Anytime you can Two miles from the hotel. Perfect, perfect. And so... The conversation started talking about past Crypticons. And one past Crypticon we had, last one actually. No, no, no. It was a Slash and Bash, wasn't it? Oh, just in uh, Slash and Bash with the dogs? With the dogs. Yes. It was the dogs because it was talking, we were talking about how a con for horror at the same time with a con for dogs was wonderful. And I said the only thing that would be better would be if it was kitties, right? Oh, my God. And somebody overheard titties. And that led to a rabbit hole. And the conversation wound up talking about this lady who, <laughs> if you haven't seen her, she's fucking wild. She has enormous mammary glands, and she uses said mammary glands in offensive ways. And what I mean by offensive ways is like not like oh my heavens, no, as in like defense and offense. So she takes her, <laughs> she takes her, she takes her teddy, and she can fucking smash watermelons with it. I've seen it. It's incredible. And I'm so glad the restaurant was relatively empty because if anyone of you know genius, when he gets into something, so like, he, oh. he gets passionate and loud. And even then, I'm starting to kind of crinkle in my seat a little, just like, oh, my God, this is getting a little loud. And you're throwing titty out pretty loud just casually. And also because with all hilarious. your... It's because I'm thinking of all sorts of funny things are going. Because she's over there, like, uh, like 
And it, the way she does it, she's just like, Hur! and she's just, she's just got this anger in her face. And I'm and just she's like, got big hair to boot, big hair and big. And it's in the '80s, and she's got shoulder pads, so everything about her is just large. And she's over there just fucking slamming watermelons with her tit. So it's got me thinking, like, oh, we must defeat like the the evil forces of Sauron and throw the ring into Mount Doom. Who's with me? You have my sword and my axe. And my boob. And then just going around slapping orcs and shit in the face. It's great. And so then, like, it's... people, some of these things that come to my mind, I have to show context because I think they don't believe me. Or, like, the joke would be funnier if you, you can see, could see, you know. So I pulled up a, a, a gif of said woman smashing watermelons with her boob. She's fully clothed, mind you. Right, she's just whoop, right, just whamming on watermelon like like a perverted Gallagher. It's wild, and so I'm trying to explain, like Your Honor, Exhibit A, right? I turn over to the person on my left, on my right, right, yep. And at that time, here comes the waitress behind me, right behind me, right, grabbing that, and I'm like, whoo, because it's like in full. Full view. Full view. And I'm like, ah! And so I try to move it over and show the person on my left. Which was and me. And as soon as I do that, here comes the lady coming. Like, she was openly trying to follow. Like, oh, that's a good show. Right? Or well, I've seen that before, you know? But I'm like, ah! And so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to hide it from this poor waitress. And it wasn't like it was a young waitress who would like, like, ah! You know? But it was just like, uh-oh. It was Fabio Fritzi mm-hmm. all over again. <laughs> it, and I'm, I'm watching it unfold. And I was actually feeling a little awkward going, is he doing this on purpose? Is this some sort of like gag that he, because <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it. It's like, I was just like, bum, bum, So that occurs. And as we're leaving, we know. We're, we're leaving. And sure enough, that lady is walking and like we're walking. The, the, the conversation stops. Have a good day. And then they all look. And then as soon as I walk by, they're all looking at me. Right, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucked up. Can't go to Hong's no more. <laughs> Just add it to the list of establishments we can no longer, mm-hmm. unfortunately, partake in. And see, the bad thing is, I almost got some watermelon because they have the watermelon for dessert over oh, there, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I love watermelon for dessert. Oh no, <sighs> we had to. That we had to make haste. That would have been. We, we have to leave. I'm embarrassed. So without the convention officially starting shenanigans abound have already occurred and i'm actually very much looking forward to it and i will say this having already perused some of the grounds there cool shit and a lot of cool people yeah again a number of people ideally you are going to hear from so uh until our next dispatch uh are we going to two on two well depending on how many watermelon slices we're going to have and depending on how many waitresses we're going to offend but we'll be back in two and two Welcome back for sloppy seconds. <laughs> Our second tale of terror, we bring another diabolical duo to the table to bring all things terrible and wonderful all at once. We learn a little bit more about our co-host than we really expected. May I present our next tale, Getting to Know You. Personally. All right, we are back with another Crypticon dispatch. Tales from the Crypticon. <laughs> and one of the joys I have, genius, not only with conventions and festivals, is to 
interact with a number of artists, mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, in We're making way. art here. <laughs> we will probably have to do something with the couch this time next year that definitely sends some bad false impressions. Now, bad false impressions if, you know, we have strangers in here, but we do not have strangers. Both of these people have been in my basement. And in the madness. <laughs> yeah, into the madness. They are literal film family members, and that is one of the things I love about this is to do a little cross pollination mm-hmm. with a number of podcasts. Let's let's face it. If you're in your forties, man, woman, anyone in between, you probably have a podcast. And in this case, I am so happy to bring in because they're part of my lunch every other Thursday. In fact, I time Can I take your money? Almost in a way. I <laughs> honestly they do one time a month because I am a member of the Cinepunks Patreon in the film family. So please welcome back from the Carnage Report podcast, Julie Holland and Nick Spacek. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming into the motel room or hotel come, technically. Come on in. We're, Thanks we're, for having us in your suite. It's pretty sweet. Fucking sweet. <laughs> and technically, thank you, Julie, because you've actually helped part fun part of this as our film family member yes, on Patreon. I'm a pally. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Pally's regardless. Julie, I've known you for many moons. You're one of my fellow socially awkward introverts. That's mm-hmm. one of our people. Yep. But your husband has also been part of my life, almost weirdly adjacent. And we were talking about kind of our, all of our connections, especially in our 20s, as we are all in our 40s at this point. We were all looking back. Uh, what were we in our 20s? Douchebags. 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 Across we're, the board. We're all douchebags in your We were the 20s. worst. Yep. And like I said, if you can't look back on your 20s and say, man, I was a douchebag. I'm glad I'm not a douchebag now. Then you're still a douchebag. Because mm-hmm. everybody right. in their 20s was a douchebag. If you're in your 20s listening, I'm a far, sorry to tell you, but you're a douchebag. Much love to you, but you're a douchebag. Hopefully you'll okay, grow out Because that's the time to do it. Exactly. Do it when while you're be young. a douchebag, do it when you're young. So you're yep. not a douchebag when you're old. Your credit exactly. already sucks. <laughs> Might as well make it worse. Give you something to strive for. Well, in this day and age, though, there's so much documentation of the douchebaggery <laughs> with the social media. And don't get us wrong. We love us some douchebags, you know? I but mean, thankfully, we were of the age where we... Our douchebaggery was not recorded. It wasn't as well documented. Yes. Oh, thank God. Ooh, exactly. I'd be, I'd be canceled, and I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we noticed we got a lot of privilege at this table, sadly. <laughs> But something I am privileged about, though, is definitely having you guys part of our lives, um, part of the podcasting family. And one of the pure joys I get, again, every other Thursday is listening to you all talk. Um, One of the things that we were kind of talking with the convention scene, especially someone that is a socially awkward introvert, um, how long, what's your relationship with Crypticon at this point? This is my first Crypticon, which is wild because I'm obviously a longtime horror fan and I've lived in Kansas City all this time. And I've just never gone. You missed the, the days. The I know. I've heard days. that there's a real roller coaster of quality as far as the show. I don't know. What is the showroom? The, the, the con The floor. everything. Yeah. The everything. You missed the Wild West. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. That, that part of the Kansas City area that's just really not on the map. God's blind spot. <laughs> God's blind spot. Nick, were you... Back in the day, I literally went to the first one, um, and this is the first time I've been back. It's wow, uh, mainly because like between that first one and now has been like raising 
children and other people's children. And right. now it's just like, oh, I have free time and money again. This is nice. Mm-hmm. One of the privileges of getting older. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. The experience that we've accrued over the time. Now, it's just one of the things when we were talking off mic, looking back at the stuff we did in our 20s, uh, the stuff that, that we were learning about and kind of getting out of our system. <laughs> well, in speaking of back in the day, I was just thinking about it like, man, just coming over here from one side to the other side, I think I got me myself a crick in the neck. I'm over here like, man, it was this didn't hurt five I seconds. I hurt my back though. sitting yesterday. Just, just sitting. I was just standing doing nothing and my back just kept twinging. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is, gonna... <laughs> is this the old person podcast Geriatric now? pod. Honestly, though, that's what I love about your guys' show because occasionally you will veer into that area where all of a sudden, oh my God, yeah, they're talking everything. You're talking my language. Yeah. We're talking about... Wanting to go out to things, but then you get home and you're like, ah. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. And sometimes the mind ain't even that willing. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, that sounds exhausting. I'm going to hard pass on that one. Yeah, that's why you don't see me as often at Friday Night Frights as I want to be there. I'm like, but 930. <laughs> but we're still glad we see you at Nerdoween. And st- I know, and, and, I know. And, and I, I get out to as many as I can on Friday nights. And mm-hmm. honestly, you were, you've were you been at most of the Nerdoweens. You were at our very first one. You were probably the per- first person. We were like, do we know them? Like, I don't think we know them. And that's when we started almost as like social media friends. Yeah. And then we realized we had the connection with your husband. Yep. And then it's like, holy shit. Yeah. And then I even remember you turning me on to Cinepunks initially. Yeah, I think it was because it was like, oh, you all have like the same chemistry. (laughs) That's like, you should be social media friends. Well, and we've been fortunate enough. We've had uh, Justin... And uh, Liam on separately for Into the Mouth of March Madness. I want to get the horror business together. official yeah. together on that bun. But I love the fact that you guys have come together. You're continuing to grow. And honestly, one of my favorite stories out of there from the getting to know you host is the partying with the iguana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> May have been the hardest I've laughed in some time. <laughs> So if you can, if, can you recall a little bit about tell our listeners what happened with that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so... In one of my previous jobs, I worked at a company that made uh, menswear. Um, Knockoff Tommy Bahama was the thing. So, you know, Tommy Bahama and so also graphic tees. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of graphic design artists who were sheltered. You know, you would get things like olives in a margarita and you'd have to be like, do you even drink? This isn't, these don't go together. <laughs> so somebody had to have kind of a critical eye on this artwork because they were just throwing together you know, random ass shit, random tropical and alcohol things. So one day this print comes through for a t-shirt with, it has an iguana and some limes and some salt. And the salt is in a pile on the coaster. It looks like a pile of cocaine and everybody else just approves this shirt. They're like, great. Looks great. This, this iguana is about to have some tequila. And I was like, and I was kind of new at the job too, but I was like, excuse me, that, looks like cocaine right (laughs) and my boss who was just like this absolute lunatic guy as you can imagine in this type of job was like ah it does i used to party with that iguana (laughs) (laughs) and believable like he i mean he was just an absolute lunatic of a man Ah! like (laughs) guaranteed a pleasure in his 20s to be around oh god oh i don't think he grew out of the douchebag phase honestly I'm picturing like an iguana in Hawaiian t-shirt just snorting rails. Or and if you've just... ever seen um, Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. Sergeant that Sudanko. Vibe. That vibe. Fucking just yes. chilling. Ah, <laughs> oh, new wave. Fucking, I can't even imagine fucking 
Fucking iguana for it. Like, first you get the flies, then you get the sugar monkey. Right? He's just fucking mountain piles of cocaine. You thrilled at cocaine bear. Now shriek at cocaine iguana. I mean... I don't know enough people who've seen that movie and it bums me out all the time when I'm like, oh, yes, you're very suntan. And nobody gets that joke because they haven't seen Nice Dreams where Cheech tries to convince someone that he's Santana. Oh, yes, oh, you're yeah, very, very suntan. suntan. And now it's Edie McClure is trying to convince. Oh, yeah, you're very suntan. Like, it's me, Santana. I love that. Be funny. When he's on. Like, meanwhile, there's Sergeant Sudanko slowly turning into a lizard. Great. Gets abducted by Buddhists. It's wonderful. I love that movie. It's, and Pee Wee Herman. No, that's the one where he's like, hurry up. I think they're Iranian. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden then the cops come because the cops didn't take him seriously until they told him. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee Herman is so underappreciated in his so early Cheech and Chong movies. That he is so Agreed. funny in them. So funny. And then same thing with Edie McClure. When she just shows up, be funny. Just, just. She shows up in eating Raul, doesn't she? Yes, she does. It's slingers. Oh, we're going to be tops and bottoms and all sideways. It's great. <laughs> Isn't she local? Yes. She was from Overland Park. Really? Back in the wow. day, she used to come to New Theater all the time, and I, I wasn't uh, old enough to really appreciate her. You were in her presence? No, I wish. Oh, I wish okay. I could have gone to New Theater and seen her. But she would all do that kind of shit. She's a real righteous dude. You know? <laughs> I saw Don Knotts at the new theater twice. Wow. Really? Harvey and you can't take it with you. Really? Was he good in Harvey? He was amazing. Dude, Harvey's dope. Yeah. Harvey is a really good story. I like Harvey a lot. I've got a friend that has seen Don Knotts naked <gasps> because he was a lifeguard at the Jewish Community Center. <laughs> wow. He saw Don's Knotts? <laughs> Did he see his, his Mayberries? Jesus Christ. Ander! This is what I have to put up with, you guys. I'm just like, I'm glad you pluralized that because Don's not is a totally different thing. And now, oh, great. Now I'm picturing it. Thanks, genius. (laughs) Gotta get us put on a special list now. We are gonna get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, here's the problem now. We're recording it and making it accessible. We're making art. (laughs) We're making art in the hotel room. And you're welcome to be a part of it. Well, and yeah, honestly, thank you for coming into this uh, environment. But that was one of the things I remember when you guys were putting it out there. You're like, hey, Carnage Report is going to be out at Crypticon. In fact, mm-hmm. have you been able to disperse any of the goodies yet? Oh, yeah. And you're getting some when we're done here. Yes. I, we appreciate this. Just got this some way. fresh yeah. holographic stickers yesterday. Ooh. We were just talking about. We are talking about, hey, hey, Pallies, what do you think? Should we get some swag? Yeah. Guys, yeah. sign up for the sticker mule emails. The yeah. good deals. Really? Very good yeah. deals. They don't pay us anything. This is no. just legitimately it's like, oh, $20 for 50 really cool stickers. Okay, that are usually $80. Like our Shutter shout out. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get paid by Shutter. We exactly. just like it. <laughs> we like the company so much, we should start describing. <laughs> we, we model our lives after Cy Spurling. Yeah. <laughs> I get a ton of sticker mule ads on YouTube now. Uh, they are fantastic, by they're, the way. They're and like you listeners out there for 20% off. Click that link, Junkhead Carnage. You know. Put it in there. See what happens. Okay. Nothing is what will happen. <laughs> we definitely talk sometimes about age displacement on both of our shows in terms of what is the demarcation. Curious. Back in the day, you're talking about local stuff. Were you all familiar with the Odyssey martial <laughs> arts commercials? Vaguely, there I like I. They're up there with things I remember, not in any specific detail, like any Ray Adams commercial. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, that is fair. The Watsons. I was just uh, out of range of Kansas City commercials growing up. I got Topeka and right. Wichita. Okay. In Emporia, we couldn't quite get Kansas City stations because we were in a uh. valley. So I get, you know, for our, your Wichita listeners, I got like Jabara's Carpet Outlet, but... Now, someone it's, out there in Wichita... Our is go, is going, Jabara's Carpet Outlet. Damn. And the installation a, is free. Yeah. We only throw that out there because we've been kind of transfixed recently. It actually... I'm not even going to say the word. No, but, but honestly, martial arts has is a, a disdain. very disdain and very bigoted stance on a certain particular ethnic group's weapons. Oh god! And it's what exactly it's the one of weaponry those... or the materials made by said ethnic group seem to be of less of a quality and less expensive than they than Odyssey approved of back in the day. They say it huh. with the disdain of George C. Scott in the Changeling. <laughs> oh, wow. It is unreal. <laughs> And we've been thinking about it, and I was, we've been asking people, because at this point, I'm wondering if we're in a weird... Mandela, Berenstein, mm, Berenstein yeah. situation. But everybody who is in Kansas City of our age knows of it. But okay. it, looking and researching up that, because we we're like, one day, let, let's see if that commercial... Because old commercials, mm-hmm. you know, for better mm-hmm. living now, for better value later, call standard, boom, 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 improvement company. At Westport, one, seven, 100. That's still on... <laughs> YouTube, and you can still find that shit. Yeah. But this Odyssey martial arts that was that always played during the cartoons. It was always during like of GI Joe because it's selling weapons. <laughs> yeah. You're selling weapons, selling to children. So like, yeah, it's it's, what though. kid doesn't need nunchucks and katanas and shriekens? Mm-hmm. I grew up with all of Psy. them. <laughs> Is that a fucking sigh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe Lynch. They have salted the earth of this commercial. I can we can find no online presence, and I it's know it's not crazy offensive, but at the same, like some of those like the most racist, racist yeah. ever, commercial ever. But the, just the state for one particular <laughs> group, someone one has to have ethnicity. it on a videotape on a VHS that they yes, recorded right. their cartoons on. Probably somewhere. after Ray Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah has probably shown it as part of a pre-show <laughs> on one of the Odyssey you know, martial Sundays. arts. Yeah, it's it's. But that's the kind of the platform we exist on, which is not to say your guys' platform is not necessarily built on any kind of nostalgia. You guys are all about the updated current stuff. Um, we're going to talk to Katie Glidewell about this eventually, but I want to kind of, based on the podcast, is there anything new in horror that you've enjoyed recently that we can... Oh, gosh, yeah, probably. Um, well, we both just got done um, covering Chattanooga Film Festival, so there was a lot of new stuff there. Oh, I think yeah. my favorite thing out of it was probably this film called Mind, Body, Spirit. And it's probably something I don't know when it'll come out for the people. But it's like a yoga influencer horror, which sounds insufferable, but it's not. It's like a found footage YouTube dark web archive situation of this woman who inherits her grandmother's house. She never met her grandmother. She goes there and is like, I'm going to start making yoga videos and then she finds a secret door with a secret pantry and a secret attic, all of which she explores barefoot, which I am very much against. Put some mm-hmm. shoes on. Absolutely. At least flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, something. Even socks would be better Slippers, than nothing. Something. And then she finds a handwritten book and To it, her. To her and feels like, oh, this will be my video series because it, it sort of resembles a yoga journey. And you might not be surprised to hear that it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but it, it's a really well done movie. For it. Is it breaking any ground? No, but there's some really interesting things in it. 
Yeah. There are a couple of scenes that literally just had me sitting on my couch just like, oh, no. Yeah. And you got to really be watching some of the corners for stuff. Oh, yeah. There's stuff really like hidden off. in reflections and shadows that it is some of the... Like, it's so subtle, I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, the FX work in it is so incredibly well done. Because you mm -hmm. don't notice it. It's a movie that there's, like, for everything I saw, like, I missed. Oh, for sure. I know I missed, like, yeah. three other things because I was just like, wait, what? What? No. Yeah. Have you guys seen Talk to Me? I did get to see that at South by Southwest, and... I don't want to overhype it, but it was very good. I'm going to go see it yeah. Monday night because it's pretty much it's everybody has pretty much confirmed it's the like Regal Monday mystery movie for July because nice. it's cool. just like, yeah, it's R rated. It's like all the hints they're giving. I'm like, yeah, I'll go see that for five bucks. Shit. It did not. It, it was it was a scary movie. It was good. And I don't get nightmares, but it did give me a, I mean, when I do, I kind of think they're fun, but it did give me a really emotional dream. Like I woke up the next morning, just really devastatingly sad mm. that was kind of triggered by that movie. So a movie you all recently covered, speaking of horribly sad consecration, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I know our journey we had watching. It was quite intense. Just going from what you anticipated to holy shit, that we're going yeah. there. Wild. It really went a different direction. Yeah. From no God to big God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. what I've loved listening to your guys' journey of not new horror, but also getting to know each other. Even mm -hmm. though you guys have crossed paths many times back in the day through music. Mm -hmm. Music, trivia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of everything in between on that Shemamy. side. I know the first time That's... I remember encountering Nick, I don't even know if you remember this. I went into the bakery where you worked because I worked across the street in the promoter's office. It was across the street. And I walked in and I hear from the back someone yell, Froggy, which was what Andy Bob always called me at Trivia. So I knew this is someone who knows me from Trivia. But I couldn't see back there. And I was like, who is it? And then I was like, oh, it's that guy that goes to Trivia. <laughs> it's There's something about Lawrence I think, and I lived up there for many years when I was going to school. I spent many and drunken weekends there. Mount Baldy had an apartment when he was going to KU, so of course I was there. So you were there quite a bit. Oh, yeah, was, well, that's where I did most of my douchebaggery. Yeah, exactly. I did a lot of douchebaggery in Lawrence as well. <laughs> it's a good thing those streets and sidewalks can't talk, I think. Yeah. 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 It's a good oh. thing the bottleneck can't talk. Oh, Replay back patio. Yeah, replay back alley. Granada, oh. dance floor. <laughs> yeah, the Granada dance floor. Granada for sure. dance floor. The first time I ever had a girlfriend be like, "Okay, we're not going out and dancing again because the amount of drunk you have to get to do this is not fun for me." And I, was like, <laughs> I had a great time. She's like, "You didn't drive home." <laughs> I've been asked to leave out of the cages a few times. <laughs> yeah, we almost got asked to leave a buffet. On Friday, we he channeled his inner Fabio Fritzi awkwardness with his oh, wow. cellular phone. It was unreal. It was. It's not my fault that she was going the exact. Long story short, if you just listen to the show, we did a dispatch. It's just our recent you, one, yeah. Yeah, but for you guys, okay. So, um, there's this woman who destroys watermelons with her tit. Okay, she just takes her boob and she just slams it down, right? And so I'm trying to explain this whole story about it. The person on my left, and as I put it to the phone, because I'm showing a clip of it, the waitress is right there like, oh. <laughs> oh and what? then I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And so I move it over to the right. And as soon as I move it over to the right, she's going to the other side. Like, oh, I'm like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> and like everywhere I would try to move my phone away from her, it looked like he was doing right it on purpose. <laughs> and she's like, and then as we leave, she's like, that motherfucker. <laughs> Shit, he's trying to show me some weird things. I don't want the tip like that, you know. So like, I felt bad. I'm like, this is what happens. But I'm curious about in. it now, so maybe we'll have. To I watch probably still have it pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> it's something you kind of can't unsee. And <laughs> my ads. <laughs> my God. Uh, so actually, uh, kind of wrapping up our little bit of a dispatch here. Um, again, every other Thursday with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Honestly, I really appreciate kind of what you guys do with the podcast. And like I said, it's part of my lunchtime routine. I legit. Don't we got questions? Well, that means a lot because you guys have long been part of my here and there routine. So I've been listening since the nerds. I, I know. No. And again, if anyone wants to go back to that back catalog, probably maybe your first time on a podcast was when we're doing live stuff. Probably so. Yeah, that's. I would imagine those were wild days too. Wait, no, that's not true. I did do one po- one podcast once when I was in roller derby. They interviewed some of us. So. Oh, that's right. The the life lived, <laughs> Julie. My God, that's that's the next show you guys got to do. Like getting to know what was your what was your name? Outcho marks. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Speaking of something, you have to be a certain age to get. <laughs> there, everyone under a certain age was like, "What's that mean?" The, the demarcation. The demarcation. Yep. So. Appreciate you all taking the time to talk with us. Uh, so I uh, don't know who. Oh no, I know exactly who we're talking to for our next one uh, in our next uh, Crypticon dispatch. So you want to shout us out there? Uh, no, they're gonna do. We're gonna do that for their show. Oh, okay. We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> our next tale finds us in the middle of America, somewhere called Topeka, where we look ahead about something very. Frightening that happens at night for real. We bring in a special guest, Keith the Critic, for another tale I'm calling Slash and Bash Rehash. <laughs> All right, we are back for another Crypticon dispatch, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say this genius just being a socially awkward introvert. Yes. Conventions, film festivals, are a chance for at least someone like myself to expand yes. my circle of acquaintances, professionals, and friends. And and get the inside scoop on some awesome things coming up. And especially being that we are fans of genre, we need that kind of stuff. And that's a long roundabout way of saying, uh, just in terms of when we're bringing people on here, some are probably new folks, but some have already established themselves on the show, and we've been fortunate enough to work with this next guest. Uh, now, you might know him as Keith the Critic from uh, a number of places, but we know him better as Keith Van Sickle, the co-founder of the Slash and Bass Film Festival. Keith, yeah. welcome back. Well, thank you very much, you two. It's great to be on the show. Man. It's Absolutely. Well, and especially when we get to see you out in the wild. It's oh, kind of yeah, nice yeah, yeah. as it is. Yeah. Oh, but it was, you know what? And then, uh, well, I saw... Oh. I saw, um, God, I saw who I see first. I think I saw. I think it was you. me. Yeah, it was you first, and then I got in touch with you, and it was just like, oh my God, we're all together. We're all here. We got the yes. recording system. Yes. Let's do it. You want to come, come to the hotel yeah. room and record? <laughs> so first and foremost, shame on you for you know accepting the invitation to go into someone. Now we're not strangers per se, but we're pretty but. strange. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm. Sp- I'm pretty strange so too. So for, yeah, for some of our listeners that might be strangers to you, uh, if in terms of plugging and promoting, I know here the when we release this episode, we're going to be about three weeks away 
yes. from the latest Slash and Bash Film Festival. Yes. Which I'm beyond excited for, and you were kind enough to actually have us there last year to help yes. out. But before we get into it, where can we find more information about it? Well, you can go to slashandbashfestival.com, and then you can, uh, it's still being built, but you can find out all the ticket prices and everything. And uh, we're bringing in some uh, kick-ass guests this year. Well, because I had a fucking hoot last year. It was so much fun, man. And first of all, Tracy Savage is one of the most most beautiful people inside and out. I know. Just, just remarkable person. And then Deborah Foreman. Oh, that was a I, moment I know for you. I had a crush on her since like the April Fool's Valley Girl days, and for I, her to be right you there, you and I feel the same way about uh, Deborah Foreman, man. Uh, oh my God, man! She <laughs> and she's so delightful and yes. so just sweet and down to earth, yes. and just like just just lovely, just a lovely person. Oh yeah, it's just when you meet now, I get. You and I and we get to know these people. We need we get to know these people outside of their business and all that. But they are so kind to everyone. Yeah, and that's the people I want to bring in right. to festivals because I want people to be nice to everybody. And I, okay, I don't want to book jackasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just you know, and I booked a couple of jackasses but you know but you know i'm just i want everybody to come out and be kind and be like they want to be there yeah because these are fans and you gotta yeah you gotta know who your fans are and my god they they came out and they just all they all just kicked ass it was well and one of the things i really loved about it is kind of the intimacy yes of the festival yes is it's not too big yet but it's expanding to the point that it's still comfortable and it's mm-hmm. just comfort. Yeah, I think it's, is yeah. The it's a good thing. vibe. It's, it's a chill. Real good vibe. It's yeah. a very cool, chill vibe. I tell you what, when when I had uh, festivals like fourteen years ago and all that, man, it it was crowded mm-hmm. in that. And then I had my strokes and all that, and then now I'm back, and now I want to bring it up. But I don't want to make it, you know, too big, too big. Yeah. You know, because that's why I'm selective on the guests we bring in. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to bring in too many people. But then again, like uh, the year I had it in Lawrence, which was a it was a disaster (laughs) because, uh, um, you know, we had like 14 people come in Mm -hmm. and all that. That's way too many. Way too many because I want to people to acknowledge the work that they do, and I want to keep it small. Yeah, like maybe, uh, t- maybe um, I don't know, seven to eight people as far as guests mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah, yeah, because then it gets too big, then it gets crowded. There's something to be said, especially as we're getting older. <laughs> big crowds versus more comfortable oh, yes. setting. 
I tell you what, I'm getting the same way, man. I'm like, you know, I I love being in front of a crowd, and, right, and all that. But, but there's then, something to be said about if it's too big, where you're so smashed together, you're yes. uncomfortable the whole time. Yes, yeah, you're right on that. It's just like, oh, okay, this is a little too big. Yeah. Well, I went, I went a couple of uh, like a month and a half ago to Texas Frightmare, mm-hmm. and I got to meet the great director john carpenter and i said okay i gotta go and you know and then i met sam raimi too i was like question uh, was he in his suit and tie yes of okay. course oh, yeah. of course that's he good. was he's a well, raimi yeah. that's what and they Ted do raimi uh, he came in a suit and tie too so you he know. was in the bathroom selling condoms i'm sure so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just something that um, I, I, we went with my friend Derek and me and Melissa went and it was so much fun. But I bet that place was packed. Mm. Oh, yes, <laughs> it was full and we got tickets early because we had to get tickets early and man, we almost didn't get to meet John Carpenter and Sam Raimi, and I said, okay, we got to meet those two guys, man. And honestly, we talk about us getting older, so are the artists that we right. grew up on. Right. And oh, yes. we're at that point where we really kind of need to take that opportunity to thank them. To tell them how much things... They, yes. Because how many times have you heard about these people, especially in the past, these people who produce so many good work, oh. and they die without knowing. without knowing how much their work means mm-hmm. yes. and how that just one person can say, you know, your life changed me. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. can make so much different in somebody else's life. That's why I'm glad we have these cons mm-hmm. like this. Right, right. Because I got to meet PJ Souls. She's great. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, oh, my God, I, I'm meeting PJ Souls. And she signed the. Halloween poster I had signed by John Carpenter and the rest of the cast, and uh, except for Jamie Lee Curtis, which you know, but uh, there's still hope. Yeah, yeah, it's still hope. She's still around, but yeah, and you know, she was one of the nicest people, and yeah, and she asked, "What happened to your arm?" And all this, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to got, got yeah. a little baggage there oh, right now. Those, baggage baggage there. those things suck. Oh. I hate. That's the kind that I had for the longest time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then I met, uh, I got to meet so many other fantastic people and vendors who I've known for a long time that to say, hey, when are you having this, all this, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all a family, Mm -hmm. you know, and you got to take care of the people that you believe in and all that. And, you know, that's. You've got perspective. You're you're going to the conventions. You're taking. You these have both sides in. of yes. the coin. Oh yes. yeah, and yeah. If yeah. there's anything we talk about on the podcast, it's perspective. Yo, and actually yes. kind of knowing where. And we're I think at. all three of us know the perspective. The perspective of putting this on, <laughs> the putting something on, and, all yeah, the chaos yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk a little bit about this year's lineup, especially Holy as it is right shit. now. Recording this weekend of Crypticon. Oh my god! And I will say this. Your first announcement, yeah. for real, for real, for blew real, our mind. Yeah, and we were talking about it off mic, but the importance of 1985's Fright Night. Oh, which my goodness, just one of those just definitive films of the 1980s in terms of practical effects, character work, mm-hmm. just oh. amazing things in story, music, everything. You're bringing in uh, the kids. Yeah, we're bringing in uh, uh, all the kids from that movie. Now they're all grown up. Of now. course. 
And, uh, you know, it's just, I was so excited to book those three people. Well, in between, you've got William Ragsdale. Yes. We've got Charlie. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've got Amanda Bierce. Marcy uh, Darcy herself. Yes. And then the great. The great uh, Stephen, Stephen Jeffries. Yes. Ah, evil yes. himself. Yes. Evil himself. Oh. You know, those three characters right there are... You can't talk enough about Fright Night. Mm. Like you said, now, I wanted to bring in Chris Sarandon, but, you know, he's a little bit pricey right now. So, you know, (laughs) I might bring him in later and all that. You couldn't afford the amount of moisture that I would have uh, put out had I been in his presence. The secretion. The the insurance premiums would have been off the book. It's a good thing he's not there. And also, he was great in The Pinterest Bride, too. Yeah, he was. Humperdinck? Absolutely. Iocane powder. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. But even looking at the body of work that you know, we, I just watched Sweet Talk for the first time. And talking about yeah. someone's passing, yeah. with Treat Williams, yeah. William oh, Ragsdale God, shows God. up in a brief little cameo in that yes. one. Well, and Herman's head. Oh my God, I Herman's love that head. Show. I I had the thing called the Herman's head theory when I was growing up. Right. When Herman's head came on, that means it was time to start homework. Mm-hmm. And so I would start my homework that was all due Monday morning <laughs> while watching Herman's head. Oh yeah. And so, but then uh, Marcy Darcy. Oh. And, and and then again, who Steve, also starred in Married with Children? Yeah. as well. And then and Stephen other. Jeffries, just uh the the. His story alone is well. And we were talking about also the weird connection between um, Amanda Bierce and Stephen Jeffries and fraternity vacation. Oh yes, which the scored se- also sequel- by Brad Fidel. Yeah, yeah, se- <laughs> secret sequel to weird. Oh yeah, Bright Night connections. Oh there. yeah, it was just oh my god. Yes, that, and then like the whole movie is so brilliantly done. Yeah, we just took in for the first time. The Legend of Hell House oh. from 1973 with one, young Roddy, Roddy McDowell. McDowell. Oh, young, young, young. wow. And it made me appreciate his roles and performances so much more. He is such a great actor. Oh, a and great he's so pitch perfect in this movie, in Fright Night. He's just, oh. just his character arc, the journey <laughs> that he goes on. Yes. Yeah. So good. And then yeah. even the, the special effects work of a <laughs> Steve Johnson uh, yeah. that... <laughs> Puts this movie at, admittedly, he'll be the first to tell you he took in a lot of cocaine during that time. Well, yeah, it was the eighties. Uh, Fueled creatively, but I think that's one of it, like the peak of when a lot of special effects people were kind of almost going against each other in a friendly, competitive way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, who can one up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because again, it was the eighties. It was the glory days of horror. Oh God! Well, you know what? Have you ever watched the documentary? You're about- so cool. Yes. Yeah. Oh. We took oh. that. Took us about two days to get through it because mm-hmm. it's extensive. It's huge. Oh my God! Yeah. It's like what? Uh, wow. I well, can't remember how the many was there three? It's about three hours probably because they three go through hours each. Yeah. It's well, and we live in this day and age of boutique Blu-rays where we're oh, getting God. that level of attention. Yeah, I want to buy that because it's out on Blu-ray uh-huh. and all that. I was like, ooh. Well, I think a nice transition. I'm ask for that for Christmas. It's still, still too expensive now. Well, only if you've been said. good. Only if you've been <laughs> good. But I think a nice transition from one set of guests to the other in terms of practical effects. David McNaughton and the fact that we're all drinking Dr. Pepper. Yes. If there is That's anything. very right true. There. there we go. There is the there true connection go. there. And I, I, to this day, Rob Bottin, or excuse me, Rick Baker's effects work in that. Oh, God. Yes. But I said it was brilliant. the humanity of David McNaughton. 
and what he brings to what could be a thankless role and just sells the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. St- he naked, as a naked American stealing a kid's balloon. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we just watched him in uh, Body Bags, too. Yeah. Was it Body Bags, too? Yeah. No, Body Bags as well. He was in the first Body Bag segment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think everyone's in that's that first true, body everyone. bag segment. But, but also, he was a Dr. Pepper guy. He was the Dr. Pepper dude. And yeah. also, he made the movie Making It, and they had the soundtrack that my friend Alan bought. And it was like, it cost him some money sure. to buy that, so you've got to have a monograph and all He's, that. Cause it's have like, him sign some Dr. Pepper swag? Yeah. Isn't oh God, he also yes. in like Midnight Madness, I think, which is... One of those weird college shenanigan films. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's got a very, very uh, varied, extensive IMDb. Yeah, but you know that movie is uh, so brilliantly done, man. I mean, it was so well directed. David Naughton, it just kicks ass in that movie, and also the just the look of that movie is yeah. just so great, man. That's that's one of my all-time favorite horror movies is American Werewolf in London. But he sells the pain mm-hmm. of the yes. transformation. Oh, my God. He sells that thing. Yeah, he did, Because not everybody can sell a transformation scene like that. I mean, it's easy to go, oh, it hurts. But, like, God damn, that is the pain. And oh, he also, yeah. he spikes the camera at one point during the transformation yeah. scene. And then that moment when he's like, I'm sorry, I called you a meatloaf, Jack. <laughs> he actually has that moment of just, oh, I'm just so sorry. Because at this point, he doesn't know if this is, he's going to come back. And right. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, there's something to be said about everything involved in that film. From God, the humor. His co-star. Uh, that would have been Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dunn. Yeah. yeah. And Jenny Agutter, of course. Yes. And Jenny Agutter. Oh, which, my God. Oh, my God. Again, I think. Between she, Britt Eklund and Jenny Agutter, I'm getting a fetish for British, British 70s. <laughs> 70s, 70s and 80s, birds. 70s and 80s birds. You're not you, you. You could go worse with that. Oh, by the way, I saw a Christopher Lee giant statue here. Mm. And There's a Christopher I, Lee statue around. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, a vintage of my image. <laughs> and I'm telling, <laughs> and I'm telling you, man. Uh, me and Alan saw that, and I was like. Ooh. Do you or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's, the thing about Crypticon. It's so like. You have to almost put a seal on your wallet. You know, yeah. you almost have to and break the seal with an incantation to, if you really need to spend it or it not. It takes discipline. Lots of yeah, discipline. Yeah, it does, Lots, man. And I already have failed on a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say this. I saw a, a record for the G.I. Joe cartoon soundtrack. And you might giggle or laugh at that, but those... It's going to be a what's the score. And it will be, but the music is legitimately good. And I oh, was yeah. like, I have to jump on this. Oh, I can't yeah. wait till Sunday to see if it's still there. Because my uh. thing is, if it's still there on Sunday... It might be lowered down, possibly, oh, yeah. and then that means I was meant to have oh, it. See, again, I, discipline. I tell you what, I I might go and buy uh, Jenna Ortega from Wednesday, of course, and I might. I was looking at that, and I was like, Ooh, and it was like fifty dollars, <laughs> or and I don't. I spent all my money. So I got to ask my girlfriend. <laughs> I'd say, hey. Um, maybe you could get that for me and all that. When married, I had a thing. If we were uh, uh, without each other and we wanted to buy something over a certain amount, you had to call the other person. Right. That's how I scored the Return of the Living Dead on vinyl. Uh, I was like, like, please, please. 
please. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. And, you know, and uh, well, I've been married and d- divorced twice, which that's not good fun. But, you know, um, but I tell you what, uh, if I ask her, she might get it. But then again, I, you know, I don't want to, yeah. There's too much it's other hard stuff to explain. I'm, you know yeah. what? It's easier to give forgiveness than it is to get permission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. That's it's very true. Sage like yeah. advice there. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigan sage like advice. And if you're interested in hearing more of that uh, sage shenanigan like advice, I know thankfully you are actually allowing us to help contribute to this year's Slash oh, and Bash. Yes. So we, uh, we appreciate that as well. We loved having you guys come out last year, man. It was, and you helped me out. Again, we so understand much, what it's like yeah, with that. Yeah, we know. We're yeah, because I was running that by myself. Mm. And I was like, okay, I got to have somebody else come in. And then I talked talk to you two guys. And you said, yeah, we'll come out. Well, we'll honestly, with something like this, we'd probably be there regardless. Yeah. So might as many, might many as well hands. Help. Yeah. yeah. Might oh, as well yeah. help us as we're going to be there. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God. So, yeah. And I was like, all right. I got to call you guys because it's just like, hey. They threw up a nerd signal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I was an athlete, and now I'm a nerd. So I was an athlete and a nerd. So, you know, there you go. But, yeah, I've dude. never been an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a nerd. <laughs> well, nerd or nerdlinger, you know, or athlete, it does not matter. All are welcome at the Slash and Bass Festival. Now, yeah. going on August 25th to the 27th at the Topeka Arts Center. Topeka Performing Arts Center. There we go. You can get tickets uh, for uh, for uh, let's see blah, 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 for uh, oh fifteen dollars on uh, Saturday. Oh no, sorry, fifteen dollars on Friday and Sunday, and twenty dollars on Saturday. But you can get all of them for forty dollars. See, that's a More fucking deal. There it is. Right that's there. the value. That's, yeah. the, that's good the value thing about it. You get to go to a cool con. And you save money to help out vendors and celebrity autographs. And more than anything, again, you're meeting like-minded folks that yeah. like the same kind of things yeah. that you do. Yes. Come and expand that network of friends. It's yeah, I, it's just something that you know. I and by the way, we're going to have so many other like vendors there. Mm-hmm. I talked to some vendors that I didn't know and knew who I was, and came up and said, "Hey." When are you going to have your film festival and all that? I said, okay. Um, and we, to- we told them when and all that stuff. And I've talked to so many very kind people. And people already know that are coming out as well. But you got to be there because we're also showing uh, film freeway movies as well. And short movies and full-length features. And that right there, yeah. that's that's right there is going to be... Filmmakers of the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The future. And uh, that's just like, you know, I I love curtain filmmakers, and but I like, I, I try to adapt to curtain filmmakers and filmmakers in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you give them an actual venue to play their films and their shorts yes. to experience it with people, mm-hmm. so oh. that's just, that's a great, it's, it, it's it, a nice. It's a motivator. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. also like, it's a motivator for the filmmakers who are like, hey, I'm doing good. But it's also a motivator for the audience like, hey, this is really good. This is a director that I need to watch and I need yes. to be interested in. Like, how many how many Panic Film Fest alumni have they gone on to make features? And we're mm-hmm. like, 
Of course that movie is great because their short was fantastic. So. Right, right. Well, I'm bringing in Patrick Ray oh. and and Todd Sheets. Yes. yes. And because they got new movies mm-hmm. that, well, we know what movies they're bringing in. But, you know, it was just like, um, excuse me. I'm trying to bring in uh, uh, great directors and, like I said before, new directors that people don't know who they are. You and I, and we all know who Todd Sheets and Patrick Gray is. Mm-hmm. But but more know. people need to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because they do such brilliant, oh, di- yeah. completely different kinds oh, yeah. of filmmaking. But o- I love ends. Todd Sheets and I love Patrick Gray, man. Yeah. yeah. And I'll bring them in anytime because they're family and I just, uh, I want to take care of my, my family you know, that's just something I need to do. And, and they're both really cool. Oh. They're both just really cool individuals, with, yes. and they're humble with no ego. Oh. And but they both put, like you said, two totally wildly yeah. different things. <laughs> yeah. But they're both really good at their respective styles. Well, Todd Sheets made TNT Jackson, and I'm, and we're going to play that. Nice. And, yeah, because it's just like I, I, me and Todd Sheets just talked, and I was like, I love, I love your work from the past, but this is a completely different kind of movies, different time. Kind His of exploitation movie. stuff, yeah, yeah, and I love that. Yeah, that made me feel so good, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, and also uh, 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 Dylan, uh, uh, Dylan Fallen Harvey's coming in, and I just talked to her. In the yep. yeah. She asked me, she's like, "Are you going to slash your best? I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to slash your best. Yeah, and you know that's just something. Uh, we're we're bringing in other characters from both movies and all that stuff. It's just something that I love to do, uh, and I know that. Well, we're all fans of what I, what we're doing, and I just like to bring in um, things that people are like, man. I haven't seen this movie in a long time mm-hmm. or, or a new movie or whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just something that I try to adapt to everybody, different ages, and, yeah. I try to attract, uh, okay, we're showing Fright Night. Okay, kids nowadays don't know anything about Fright Night. Well, mostly, mo. It's an yeah. old movie. I don't want to watch that. Oh, my right. God. And How good can it be? It's in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God. This is such a good movie. Just like Halloween yeah. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. So, you well, know, it's just something that uh, we love to do. So I know we are looking very much exactly. forward to it. We're going I'm to have really looking forward to it. a good time. So uh, go to slashandbashfestival.com. Uh, I know you are available on Facebook, everything yes. in between. Um, sincerely, Keith, thanks for taking the time and talking well, yeah. with us. Well, am I talking too much? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. No. Because I, I keep talking. No, you no. know how I do that. We just do little <laughs> snippets on our dispatches. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> So that being said, I know uh, we've got a number of other folks that we are planning on engaging with as our travails at Crypticon continue. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. we got all sorts of goodies planned. Yes. Tales from the Crypticon. <laughs> <laughs>
Our final tale before we call it tonight. The next chapter brings in a very special guest, a perfect member of the club that brings in the multiple guests. Our next guest, you can find her telling tales of everywhere that you want to be, but most importantly, in front. We bring in Katie Glidewell from all the way from your deepest fears in another tale that I call Critical Summoning. All right, we're back with another Crypticon Dispatch. Tales from the Crypticon. <laughs> and what's wonderful is from cross pollination mm-hmm. that occurs through the variety of festivals and conventions that we get to, we also then get to just basically meet new people that literally become part of our lives. Yeah. Exactly. That almost go beyond friends into what we would call family. It's about family. And so much family, in fact, that... We're not fast and furious, though, anymore. At our age, we're, like, moderately placed and slightly annoyed. If we're lucky. Maybe one time a week. And we have to prep for a lot of that there. But this is actually, like, the second time in almost as many weeks in any time... We get to record, or this person is in person. Oh, yeah. Because we love having them on (laughs) via Zoom, via Skype, whatever it is. But the in-person stuff is... Always the good stuff. The good stuff. And and you know, I shouldn't be shocked because we're at a convention. I guarantee you, she's already been up front. And you know (laughs) our next uh, guest here as, indeed, the blonde in front. Please welcome back, Katie Glidewell. Hello, hello, hello. You know, I always love talking to you, gents. Come up to the hotel room. We're going to and again, yeah, <laughs> our apologies to your parents. They, I know they taught you better, but thankfully, again, we're not strangers. This is the you best part. You are not. Yeah. What used to be technically strangers, but now throughout the variety of just the stuff that we all are into, the circles we hang in. The various shenanigans. And thank you for being part of our 400th episode. <gasps> really? Yeah, the mm-hmm. Deep Rising episode. The Tree Williams Oh, one. yes. Yeah. I love that episode. And I mean, I will always say, uh, if you ever invite me into a hotel room, my kidneys feel safe with you gentlemen. Always. All the ice in the bathtub is melted, so they haven't refilled it yet. I I didn't notice that. I noticed a little bit of the stains on the side, but I just figured, hey, it fights, it's con, whatever happens. In fairness, it's my hotel room. We're staying here. That's just it. I'm only recording here. Everything else (laughs) beyond the green door, that's all genius for you. More shocking than behind room 227. That's the only thing. Too bad where's our room is not 227. Like, what's the under reservation under? Mary. <laughs> we also were debating whether or not to hang the beaded curtain through there. So if anyone oh, also. Been amazing. But again, another age of demarcation in terms of a reference. True. There's a generation that never had to wonder what lied beyond the beaded curtain. Did you have a beaded curtain in any video rental store back in your day? I believe yes. One. Uh, I know in college there was a beaded curtain. Uh which I did not venture past uh, with. No, I did not. Ooh. Weren't you curious? I was curious, but I, I pretty much sort of knew. And it's like, you know what? Ignorance is bliss. I'm all good. I think I'm all good in the hood. You know, I'm not, I know the I hood, shouldn't, but the hood being my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I always like. I was always like, uh, I should look the other, but I know I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. You couldn't even stray to the area for the most part because you just kind of look in between. Never knowing that eventually you'd get to do the little peewee through the beaded mm-hmm. curtain. 
There was a small, small, small mom and pop uh, place at, close by. But this is before it got eaten and devoured by blockbusters mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So there was a small one that had a beaded curtain and it had both. Because it was like a weird Venn diagram because it was the horror section. And then right after the horror section, right after the horror section would be the ribald stuff. So <laughs> yes. they would also have some of the ribald horror or some of the uh, more... Um, provocative because this was also where they would get the faces of death as well. Oh, so god, yeah, so it would have their whole ribald section and behind the beaded curtain. And yet, here we are hanging it up every time we show something ribald. It's one of those things that's made an effect, it's like yeah. an influence. It's, it's one of those things now. Conventions, festivals, this is where we find you. And this is where we find us right now here uh, at Crypticon. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this now that this is the first time here at this hotel and mm-hmm. you are a veteran of past crypt. You've probably seen stuff that you wish you could unsee. Didn't we get stuck in the elevator together? Was that us? No, I think it was maybe it was my from- sister. Okay. Possibly Because I know sister. it was me and Regina, yes. and I know one of the Gu- Glidewell girls was. I think it, yeah, I think it was Holly, my sister. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I ever got stuck. But I mean, I will never forget the obvious, like, somewhat liquid that I think we found out was like brake fluid in the, um, from the elevator that was on the ceiling and then dripping onto people. It's like, cause you know, that's, you find out later what that is. It's Mm -hmm. like, cause talk about faces of death. It's like, whoa. When the brake fluids. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like piling up on the ceiling of the elevator. That's always that's always fun. <laughs> it only added, I think, to the authenticity yes. of past Crypticons. But this feels like a remake of that because it's a cleaner version. Like if if the old Universal Hojo by the Airport Crypticon days was the original Friday the 13th, this feels like the slick remake where it's still the bare bones of it. But cleaner. Yeah. I the, What I like about this Crypticon is I just feel that sense of community and just not brotherhood. But I mean, I just feel like every there's no uh, airs of misgivings of like, I mean, it just. I, I'm not saying this correctly, but it just feels right. It How feels, about that? It, it feels, feels more like Crypticon. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, we're all here for the same thing, to have a good time, to see people that we... I mean, honestly, I'm here to see people I haven't seen in four years. Right. I haven't been right. to one of these since 2019, and it's been amazing. And the fact that during that time that you've been gone, they went to like larger venues, mm-hmm. which it very it much felt weird. it felt yeah. more like a comic con. You were at one of the St. Joe ones, though, weren't you? Oh yeah, yeah I was okay. at two of the St. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you were at the two. The only one you missed. The only one you missed was the a KCI one. Yes, the okay. expo. One. Yeah. And that felt weird too. They just felt yeah. a little off. But it being in a ballroom now, it it feels like again more like the old Universal. Again, it feels like an exploitation movie that was remade and now in the in the early two thousands. We're like, yes, it hell has that spirit, but it's a lot safer and yes. cleaner. Yeah. It's not directed by Quentin Tarantino, but it's put in his rolling like rolling thunder films thing where it's like, oh, it's adjacent to it. It right. feels more intimate. I feel a little bit 
more like Crypticon. Like mm-hmm. it feels like more like Malignant, where it's a James Wan Henlotter film. It's not as filthy and dirty as a Henlotter film, but at the end of the day, it's still Henlotter. Yeah, you know, it feels it feels like that. I'm digging it. You know, my only beef. I wish the movie room and the party room was in the same hotel. Yes, and I also wish that the movie room and the party room were two separate rooms. Yeah. I've been told that the party room and the movie room are in one room in the hotel that I'm at, which that can be tricky considering that uh, if we're going to get into what's going on this weekend, there's a lot of Swifties. A lot of Swifties. A lot of Swifties. So there's also that factor of like, oh, here, random child walking into what do my eyes not see? And that's one of those things that it's like, Taylor Swift didn't write a song about this. And I'm like, not yet. Not yet. She hasn't. Maybe she needs to come to this after her show or during any one of her world events. No, and because then she's going to be like, Crypticon, we are never, ever, ever <laughs> getting back together. I, you know what? I love it. You know, you've got two massive people that love something legitimately and like genuinely. Yeah. We're going to mesh well. Mm-hmm. We're going to mesh well. I think the, the Swifties are great. You know, the, the elite. Wow. Something's going on something on the about is, there and the back there. Something is going on. Clear. Uh, oh, costume contest maybe in the oh, ball? Is it? Oh, yeah. I think it is. Oh, ooh, ooh. I like, ooh, it sounds like we've got like a, a workroom or something out there. Oh, yeah. I know. Legi- oh, now, now he's just locked his What's ass this? out. Oh. <laughs> Nightmare Junkhead with my new co-host, Katie, the blonde in front, Glidewell. How are you doing, everybody? Honestly, we, it's too much of a sausage party as it is. So <laughs> believe me, you are the perspective that we need on this show. I'll be honest. If you lived here in town, I would make sure you would be a co-host. Like you are. And that's the one thing with this show doing festivals and circuit stuff, I wouldn't probably know you. Yeah. Like, legit. I would not know that. that my life would be lesser than. Oh. Sincerely, though, because it's like you said, it's it's our people. Yeah. And when we get to come together, celebrate all the cool shit we like, and obviously they're celebrating like crazy out there, do you think he's going to knock or do you... No, wait. He was... He's got oh, a key. Got it. We thought you just locked yourself out. I was like, no, he's prepared. He's a professional. Yeah, What's going so on out there? It was the costume contest, but right before, they're like, before we go out the costume. So it's this chick dressed up like Elvira, right? Oh. oh. Who it's... wants free t-shirts? Yeah! <laughs> right? So they're still, they're giving them away. Man, people are loving those t-shirts. It's free, free. t-shirts. It's free. It's free one. Of, it's one of my favorite four-letter F words. Exactly, I mean, exactly. It's free. Plus, not it's, the absolute favorite, but one of them. Plus, being tossed out by somebody buxom and scantily clad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I will tell you, utilizing the uh, the kind of the area here really the well. The Michael Myers guy, the shape. He was just standing there on one of the decks. And just sitting there for like a good 15 minutes, not moving. Did you see the gaggle of Michaels? I saw the gaggle. I think it's a murder of Michaels. That is, yeah, it's oh, a, it murder is a murder of Michaels. A murder. Well, and even the cosplay here, we saw we saw a 13 ghost. Uh, it was the jackal. By a 13-year-old. <gasps> by a little no, youngster. by a 10-year-old. 10-year-old yes. doing the jackal. It was Said it's one awesome. of his favorite movies. And that's the other thing I think I've grown to love with these conventions it's and the festivals. It's a family thing. These, that next it's generation. I've got a coworker. She brought her daughter, now going by Finn. What's up, Finn? Uh, 
Finn just like watched Scream for the first time. It's their first uh, convention, and eyes just lit up, and like that that person was in Scream, and it's like yeah, and it's just that like you said, it's there's. We were that age one time. Yeah. But we never got to meet our horror heroes. No, no, not this kind of accessibility. Oh, yeah. And another through line, I think, that we found as well is just giving a lot of love and appreciation to those that have given you a lot of love and appreciation. And it just goes back and forth. Because if it was like 1990, let's say it was 1989 and Freddy Krueger is going to be in. Oh, my God. I mean, to this day, I'm like, Freddy Krueger is going to go, oh, my God. But like even as a youngster. I would have killed for a convention like this. You, oh, yeah. You grew up. You were raised in raised the Raised I was, wished I could have this. I didn't see conventions until I was nearly a man. Right? <laughs> so, like. It's the same thing with, like, the generation that exists, has always existed with social media and the internet. Mm-hmm. We are part of that generation that does remember what it was like without and that what we can also appreciate the way it is. Mm-hmm. Again, perspective. One of the things though about at least for me growing up is uh it was the limitation that I had that I mean I I don't know if I've ever told you the story like I was one of the first households to get cable uh in Kansas City so when I was in this is um aging myself kids this is 1983 and as soon as we got cable my dad put his foot down it's like okay we are paying for this, so you're not watching any regular TV because so all I had was nonstop movies and they had limited movies that they would. I mean, yeah. you know, we, you had a library of movies, but you had cable Only staples so like you're it's right. like I watched like what missing, I think, 15,000 times with Kate Nelligan and Judd Hirsch <laughs> and stuff. And it's like. Oh my God, are they going to find that kid? Like, what happens? Like, what happened to the kid? I don't understand. It's like, but you just had these films. So it's like, I just love these movies. Like, Toxic Avenger. I was not allowed to watch MTV because that was the devil's music, but I was allowed to watch Toxic Avenger when I was nine. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand them. I don't understand the logic. I will always love my dad, and I will always love the fact that it's like, look. I had I had to watch the movies, <laughs> well, but you also then truly appreciate the da na 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 na. Oh, da da da. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? That was basically That's, my babysitter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make it a point of order whenever I watch a movie. I put together a mini pre-show trailers and then that bumper to lead me into the movie because it just sets the mood. And it makes so much more sense now. Oh, Knowing yeah. that you guys had that. for Because cable was cultural currency. Yes. You could gain friends oh, via yeah. cable. Oh, when yeah. When word of mouth is going to. You would be babysat by cable. By cable. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of early HBO, so were you privy of like the, the Dream On, the Hitchhiker? Yes. First oh, and Ten. The Hitchhiker. Ah, uh, first and ten. Ever? First and ten. You yes. remember first and ten? I loved first yes. and ten. Yes, yes, yeah. That was that's my jam. The See, California Bulls. I didn't get into first and ten, but I watched the hell out of Dream On. Dream well, On, I loved Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker was my jam. Sexy that, Tales from the Crypt. It's like kind of like a sexy, almost. What is it? Night Rider theme song, but like with but dark. Boom. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. And also then, you also know the Pandora's box that is HBO's Real Sex. Oh, yes. And I know we've had some experiences with that where you're like, all right, I'm by myself. Let's have some. Oh, what is this? And then you would see... Real sex. Yeah. Real people. Is this what happens? Is, yeah. this what gonna, is this what it's gonna be like? I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah, I also had I mean, we had Skin Max, we oh, had Showtime. Showtime. Oh yeah, I had the Trifecta. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean God, that's again, I'm not a religious person, but my religious. father, son, and holy ghost were HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax that I was raised on, that I learned different aspects of religion, taxicab confessions. Right. Who talked to their cab drivers this much? Seriously. I don't know. You don't have Uber confessions because no one's talking to their Uber drivers now. And and learning the ins and outs of stuntmanship by Super Dave. Oh, my God. There's yes. another. Jesus Christ. Another We're going to do this. And I got my safety Saskatchewan's baby seal seatbelt. Let's do this. Fujihakuido, <laughs> let's rock and roll. I'll even throw in uh, Max Headroom just oh. in terms of the weirdly. Another through line is the 80s were a very weird time and was very. The Wild West of entertainment, especially for us latchkey kids. And everybody oh, yeah. can have a show, and everybody had a show, and it was always a weird show. It's a weird show. No rhymes, no reasons. It was the Wild West of just random bullshit. Well, and Shelley Duvall with all, I mean, I remembered those, the, like the fairy tales, the <gasps> Mother urban, Goose is rock yeah, and, mother, and, and shit like, like and that. then the, um, what is it, like stuff about, like, uh, Blue, the babe, the blue, what is it? Babe, Paul, babe. yes, Paul Bunning, like tall tales, tall tales, tall yeah. tales. Yes. I'll even throw you a precursor to the Daily Show, but not necessarily the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I was introduced to Sniglets, of all things. And that's another age of demarcation that says Christ we're old. Is oh, Rich yeah. Hall in, on anyone's radar anymore? No. The man of a thousand voices. I've always appreciated impressionists. <laughs> of course you do. I've always appreciate appreciate impressionists. Well, it should be noted. Uh, we just I had a uh, chance to screen uh, the Wicker Man uh, oh, on our latest yeah. Friday Night Fright, of which we, when we did we the show, the landlord <laughs> didn't realize that you could do a Christopher Lee. Yeah, we're just sitting there watching. I'm like, well, of course I'll let do some kitties. Talk about this and Charlemagne, <laughs> and we realized destroy again. some people. It's more of a recruitment video than anything when, when Genius watches the film. Question, <laughs> question. We, you were on our uh, 400th episode talking, sadly, the recently departed Treat Williams. Yes. I watched a film in um, remembrance of another recently departed character actor, uh, but Alan Arkin. Yes. Which oh, was he, an amazing life. But in 1983, he made a movie with Vincent Price. Christopher Lee. Thank you, Christopher Lee. That's a Jesus Christ in that Fright Night territory called The Return of Captain Invincible. I have not seen that. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. If you if you have some time, it's on Tubi. Tubi yeah. or not Tubi. Tubi on this one. Basically, Alan Arkin plays a retired superhero and Christopher Lee plays his uh, Nazi-esque uh, nemesis called Mr. Midnight, but it is a musical and... Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. But it's one of those films that purely exists, I think, to for people like us yeah. that are well-versed. You were raised with, again, comparative religion. You've got a oh, PhD yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. And that's another one that slipped under. And an 83 would have been a perfect film on any of those things. Yeah. That's what I love about film 
and art in general is there's still so much more to explore and to experience, becoming almost like Cenobites, you know, explorers in another realm, which... <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like uh, who owned HBO like HBO wept <laughs> well, you know actually I'm trying to remember if we were had talked to you beforehand but we both just recently watched uh, The Legend of Hell House yeah have you ever seen that movie I believe so it's so, been a while, but yeah, I, I believe I have it's the one with Roddy McDowell mm-hmm. but it's the one that's Hugely horny, and I'm talking like as we 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 were we uh, did an episode with the uh, classic horrors pl- pod class. Old school Brits is repressed. Holy, it's we <laughs> basically said, do you want Cenobites? Because this is how you get Cenobites. It's freaky, but it's I think another one of those that exists to find and see for the first time. I feel like Roddy McDowell. That was that was his kink. It's like if he got a script like so. Look, there's going to be said sure. <laughs> Yes. Well, I think we need to. Uh, I'm done. I'm in. He Let's didn't, do he doesn't it. Want normal films. <laughs> no. So from that, from Class of 1984 into just oh, Class of 1984. You know, we we damn. made. Um, I am the future. <laughs> I am the future. Do you remember that double feature? That was great. Yeah, we, I don't care what you say, dude. I think everybody had a good time. I think the only reason why we got beef was because it was long. It was a little long. We showed a, a double feature live, and we did a podcast afterwards. It was our Up All Night double feature of yeah. Class of 1984 and, and Reform, Reform School, School Girls. Girls. Oh, man. <laughs> See, again, Katie would have appreciated uh, yes. it. Yes. Well, <laughs> and you've been actually kind enough when we would do stuff over at Tapcade. I remember... I remember the first time when you saw the Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge trailer, yeah. and you were like, what is this? Like, I know, I know, what is that? Yeah. To the point now, it's got a boutique Blu-ray. Basically, it was on, I think, the last drive-in, I believe. So now it's found life. But those kind of experiences, again, I just like having with you all. It's, it's nice. It's I nice. know. It's like, I mean, I love talking to you guys because I'm the Barbarella of basic cable. It's like when you talk <laughs> about the space explorers of, you know, all that. I was That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm the Barbarella of basic cable. La, la, la. Now I'm just imagining the, the you know, gravity scene. You're just yes. floating around microphones and with swallowed, like, pictures play in the background of different <laughs> channels, you know. The old USA logo shows up. Fucking... TLC when it was actually like all Nazi and like World War Two back yeah. in the day and when it was just like and so now it's reality TV. But we are now that generation though that were raised on cable mm-hmm. that had that constant feed of genre. And I'd like to think again we're at a place where we're all gathered because we there's probably about how many people out there that were raised the same way. And oh. that's Definitely hundreds of people yeah. out there. There was all. That's one of those things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to bring. I mean, look, it, it kind of reminds me of the movie Hook when he has that speech when he's getting the award, and it's like you know, I was an I was an orphan, and each one kind of stands like, oh, we all have that thing in common. It's like, yeah, we all are not. We all are like the orphans of horror that you know yeah. we all just love it so much and all the different genre and. You know, staying up late and watching these movies and doing this. It's like we all have our own stories of what the connection is. And it's what brings us together. Exactly. And like you were saying, we there's probably 100 people out there who know have know exactly what the reference you're talking about. But probably about 200 who don't. But the great thing about it is, even though they don't know the references, 
no matter what the age out there, everybody out there right now is oh. screaming for the love of the genre. Mm -hmm. Having fun. No matter what your sub-flavor is, whether you prefer slashers, whether you prefer psychological, paranormal, Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Good taste, bad taste, whatever tastes. Everybody out there is having a good time. Oh, you know, and it's like the always the it. love of the hate. Right? It's but trash. No. <laughs> but you've been part of that, though. Yes. And that's what I love. And from the, I think the first, and I think we all initially met because of the festival circuit. Yeah. And just Midwest. And I think being from the Midwest does have something to be part of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying coastal elite status out there snobbery, but there is just we're more laid back for the yeah. most part. And I think that's why we're appreciative of a lot of the stuff we got from Chicago having some amazing theaters that you can have those experiences that the blonde in front can exist. Yes. To down here in the Kansas City area, you know, with Screenland where we have our Friday night frights and Panic Fest and Crypticon. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. We get to just, you know, gather and celebrate. Do cool shit. And yeah. Continue to do cool shit. So before we get into I want to know some of your cool con tips and stuff that you'd have for people who are going to attend the con. But what are some things? Because we're in smack dab in the middle of day two. Yeah. What has been so far pretty much a couple of a highlight or two of day one and a half? Whether it's happened here or off, because I that we will transition into that experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, I think the panel for Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was fantastic. Uh, Marshall Bell and Robert Russler gave some incredible anecdotes, uh, both regarding the film and their own lives as actors and just different experiences they've had. I know the question that I had for Marshall Bell had to do with Total Recall, and I loved his face, how it like lit up when he was like talking about, you know, his experience and working and doing all this stuff. And, and then hearing them both talking about going on auditions and like booking roles and just, it was, it was amazing. And I mean, like, yeah, Robert Ressler talking about uh, auditioning for the Outsiders TV show. And he like <laughs> went in like total method and um, it's like, I mean, complete method, like just immediately started hitting on the chick. Francis Ford Coppola was there. S.E. Hinton was there. Uh, he like um, lit a cigarette and the casting director's like, Robert, you need to put that cigarette out right now. He's like, sorry about that, babe. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, if you guys can step outside and he like went out, he's like, shit, 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 shit. I totally fucked that up. I totally fucked that up. And they're like, uh, Robert, do you mind going back in right now? It's like, sure. And it's like, and Francis Ford Coppola saying to him, it's like, okay, can we speak to Robert? I know you're, can you step out of character and do this? Like, sure. It's like, all right. So, you know, and talking to him. And then he didn't know who Essie Hinton was because Essie Hinton is a female. Honestly, I did not know that Essie Hinton was a female, and I hate that I did not know that. It's there and it, honestly, with films and books and stuff, I'm realizing I hate the fact that these women had to use these initials because otherwise, no one would would buy their stuff and no. And it's like, grr, arg, and this is forty, like 35, 40 years later after that. But it's like Essie Hinton was like, well, um, and he asked, like, well, who are you? It's like I'm Essie Hinton. It's like 
you're a girl. <laughs> She's like, yeah, because I wrote this when I was 16 and no one would um, buy a book from that a 16-year-old girl wrote. So I had to wait um, a few years and change my initials and this. But, I mean, he was just going on. It's like these amazing auditions. And I was like, this is a great panel. Like, And that was definitely one of the highlights. And then just getting pictures with Marshall Bell before that. But... One of the things I love the most, um, I have to say it, Doug Jones is just pure magic. He is, when you are in his aura, honestly, it, I felt like I was on a high. It, I, we had, I talked to him. We have a mutual friend, Koi Vega. Koi Vega, shout out to you, baby, yeah. Uh, and... He's just absolutely amazing. I did selfies with him and we just had this whole photo thing going on. And then he gives the best hugs. And then afterwards, I just felt like I was flying. I mean, to the detriment that I end up spending a lot of money after that because I was like, I could do anything. <laughs> I'm just going to get all this stuff because I'm so happy and amazing and let's do it. And it's like, okay. To put your credit card array after you see um, meet Doug Jones Meanwhile, because he's it's like, yeah <laughs> that corner of the con just radiates mm-hmm. love and positivity and he's dapper as all yeah, yeah. get always. out yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah, always my lord I couldn't even dare to try to coordinate no. what he is rocking and I know he is of our age and maybe a little bit older no but he's he is rocking, rocking that yes he's he's pulling oh. off weskets and shit he's. He's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's good that happened. Now I know we the first day we had off convention shenanigans and it turns out Friday night I went home, walked to Charlie, went to the park, <laughs> went to Friday Night Frights, Wicker Man, wonderful. Had a blast. How was your guys' Friday night? <laughs> Mine wasn't as bad as Genius and other people's. I didn't understand a lot what was going on. Although I was, I wasn't as annoyed with the music as some. However, why don't you go into why? <laughs> Did the waitress poke the bear? Poke the bear. I I I gotta give. I, here's the thing. I don't know whether to. I can't put all the blame on her, but I also can't put all the not blame on her. Um, the waitress just wasn't. They were not. I'm not naming names of the restaurant, but let's just say they were not prepared. For the size of convention that was happening, not but a block, not yes. even that away from yeah. them, and them being the only restaurant around that has a kitchen that stays open past nine o'clock, and the convention not being over until ten, <laughs> people are going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. So when you're only having two waitresses for all these people, plus it's a pool hall, plus the Swifty concerts coming out. So I don't know if it's, I don't know. So I don't know if it's a regular thing or if it was because of the Swifty concert, but it became underage night real quick. It it did. I did notice real that quick. when we were leaving. I'm like, hi, can you drive? <laughs> it looked like, the, I don't think you should be drinking. So can you, um, it looked like the bar and the guest yeah. where the football team just kind of hung out with all the girls and the cheerleaders and stuff. It looked like that. And then like, so it took for, so then, so we're sitting there Then here comes like yeah. the teens. And then after that, here comes Dean Cameron and here comes fucking Robert Russler. Yeah. Here comes Martin Albright, all these different brother people. And, um, 
they all sit down and everybody's like, okay, we're waiting, you know. And then, like I said, I can't blame, but there was a couple of guys, not about a far table, that just would get a lot of their orders real quick. They would have multiple drinks. And while our party was waiting for refills on water, you know. And so then here we had some music and there was some good music playing at the beginning. Q Lazarus was on there. Yeah. We have video documentation of that. <laughs> would, you go, would you go have a sandwich with me? <laughs> Don't hurt my burgle, right? <laughs> so, um, but <laughs> there's some chanting. Well, and there shit is going some on. chanting going on. You I don't know what it is. Chanting at Crypticon because I'm telling you, if a horror movie ever happened, this would be the place for it to be, whether it be slashers or monsters, because half the people would think, "Oh, that's great special effects." Oh yeah. Or something is going to be summoned, and we are in the perfect spot. It's going to be like the gate. That thing oh, is going to yeah. shoot up out of the middle. The going to be huge, and we're just going to see monster dick just right there. <laughs> we're going to see big just King Dong right there if we're summoned <laughs> that way. Is that the giant-sized gong dong? Yes. Yeah. Right? Kai Dong. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so I don't know if I'd want a big giant monster to show up right now. <laughs> You know, I'd rather almost take, take my chances with the zombie and, apocalypse. And as we know, we are not going to be hiding in the bathroom because if anything, no. Deep Rising told us. No. no and as no Jurassic worries. Park also tells us. Yeah. Right? You did not sit on the toilet. No. Uh, super nature finds a yes. way. So but, you, they um, started with some good music. But then what happened? Q Lazarus was playing, but then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, all right, here comes the DJ. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. And like. It was the kind of radio DJ that like does remixes and stuff when they put two songs together, but they only play that remix for like about a minute and a half before they move on to two other songs. And the songs that they put like have no really thing in common. It just sounds weird. And I mean, I don't even think the basement of Ma really like all those kids from Ma. I don't think they really appreciated the music either. So I don't know who it was for. Right. Fucking ah, there, there, there's the waitress. Don't make me drink alone. Don't, don't make, make me, me drink, drink alone. alone. Don't, don't make, make me, me drink alone. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Because it sure did feel like Ma's at the it end. It did. And when we like, were ah, leaving, I was like. like your daddy. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, no. No tip for you. And that's the bad thing. But I felt bad. I didn't feel. I didn't. I didn't feel bad enough where I wasn't going to leave a tip. But I didn't feel good enough where I was going to leave a good tip. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. It does. You know, so like. Again, like I said, it wasn't the waitress's fault, but at the same time, like, ugh, the DJ was whack. We didn't get, we didn't get our refills. Well, here's the thing, though. Ultimately, as we found out, a lesson was learned, and therefore, I believe next year, a different approach and strategy Absolutely. will be. Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> another approach. I already have plans in the works. Yeah, uh, and that's just that's what I, made me laugh. Though, was just that's those various tales outside of the convention center, and especially when. Two divergent groups of people gather <laughs> and start interacting with each other, be it youngsters, Swifties, horror club folks. Right. Too bad we didn't have the mon- the mute was it the the monsters for Lady Gaga and then the mutants for the Joe Bob folk. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. I would love. Honestly, I'd probably hang out with all of them. Yeah. Like I'm down with Gaga. Fuck, I'm down with Taylor Swift. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't consider myself a Swiftie. At the same time, if I was given a free ticket. Or I won the lottery and I was able to afford a ticket to a Taylor Swift show. I, I would, I'd go see it. I would definitely go. I mean, from every one, this is the age where everything is uh, video. You know, it's streaming live and all that stuff. So it's like, yes, you guys, 
paid hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars for a ticket. Thank you for then showing me the exact same viewpoint that you had for oh, free. Faux free. free. I've never, and another generation that has grown up, that's, that is their onion of the belt. That's what you do. It's, we, it confounds us because we're old. We're confused <laughs> at this point. We're going to start wandering around the hotel going, excuse me. Well, I felt the same way the other day. I was walking around with my slippers. I was walking around with slippers in the hotel room after everything was said and done because I'm a bit of a night owl. And like, I was sitting around like, yeah, that's a pretty cool hotel. And walking around with my slippers. Hey, how you doing? You have fun time here at Crypticon. Yeah, me too. Are you using the Buckflower Tamper yeah. when interacting? <laughs> you got to remember, man. First impressions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got to have a good time out here. Slippers, cigarettes. Especially because I'm smoking a cigarette. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Why not use buck flour? <laughs> what am I going to do? Hello. Welcome welcome to the Embassy Suites. <laughs> not quite the Continental, but we make do. Right? Of course I'm going to use buck flour. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, how you having a good time? Why don't you step into my van? I got some fun stuff to show you. You know? Like... <laughs> Oh, con. Yeah, but this is a place where that, that is appreciated, and I guarantee someone who's probably has a pretty good buck flower. It's appreciated and probably encouraged yes. as well, because, like, as a matter of fact, I will go to the van with you. Yes. What happens at Crypticon stays at Crypticon. Yeah. Unless I, I, it's the Red Lion Inn, and then it gets burned to the fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to take antibiotics at least one to two weeks afterwards. Mm. As long so as you don't get in the pool. Remember, the we were pool. coming in there. It was Thursday, and I was like, shit, we're here Thursday. That's pretty down. early. I might have to go in the pool before it turns into a fucking peachy dish. It's <laughs> <laughs> in a fucking stew. I don't want to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, that is to say, there are some certain points of etiquette that you should, of course, you know, uh, apply, abide by. Because if you roll like that, make sure you put the pineapple in front of the door so we know what you're in for. Yes. I will say... Ideally, so far, it's been pretty good. I Yeah. I think everyone's wearing deodorant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, I okay. think there's been some crop dusting, though. Because I'll I... walk into a corner and I'll be like, God damn! And then, like, two seconds later, I'll walk out of the funk. I haven't had a crop dusting experience. Thank goodness. I have had the, hey, you know what? You can wash that shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, because it's like that smell of sweat and just leaving it on the ground and then picking it up and then sweat and then it's has it ever been washed i don't know (laughs) definitely not before today it hasn't um i actually like i'm like can we move this way because we're really getting a a sense of air coming through and i'm like and i'm i did not have these smells yesterday but oh yeah that con sense is coming back i need to be downwind yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's again uh, things that we have learned over yes. time. So, Katie, thank you for taking the time out talking with us. This is always fun. Always, sincerely. always a blast. Thank now, you. Now, it should be noted this is going to be going out the first of August, so we'll of course attach you. But ideally, by then, we should have seen uh, the uh, movie. Um, Talk to me. Talk to me. It's yes. going to be a Friday night fright. I know you have mentioned. Yes, you enjoyed it. We've we talked to Julie from the Carnage Report. She, she said she really well. dug it as well. And as you mentioned, the last time you were on, 2023 has been not a, as banner year for horror as it was in 2022. So hopefully, no. maybe a little little hope here in the middle of the year. I honestly, there's been one of my complaints about 2023 is the overhype 
of uh, horror films, Fuck which yeah. have, to put it delicately, have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, come on. And it's one of the, like, I, we all we all love genre films. We all love horror films, all this stuff. But when you overhype it to the extent that some of these films have had this year, it's just gotten me to. I I have I have hulked out. It's been a bit of a hulky, a hulking. This one though, I will stand behind this. Okay. This needs the hype. It deserves the hype. I. Uh, we'll see. Um, I mean, no, I honestly, I, this is an Ari Aster thing, but it's like, honestly, best horror film of, the, um, of 2023 right now. Good. Like, without a doubt in my mind, it's like, this is the shit that I've been waiting for. Thank goodness. Not giving anything away, but you've got, I can tell it was on a budget. Mm-hmm. Awesome practical effects. You don't see stuff too long. You see it just enough that it's not like jump scares, but it's going to scare the crap out of you. Minimal CGI. Excellent acting. Great direction. A long cut in the beginning that it's like, oh, wow. This okay. is okay. Cool. Yeah. Flexing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, look at this. Okay. Hey, I didn't even realize this was still this. Oh, ooh, now we're getting arty. And yeah, no, this deserves the hype. So mm. go see Talk to Me. <laughs> Preferably see it on Friday Night Fright. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so please tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social medias. Uh, you can find me on The Blonde in Front on Instagram, YouTube, and The Book of Face, Facebook. Uh, you can also hear my reviews on Radio of Horror on the Blonde in Front of Fear and Postmortem Radio with my co-host JK and Oz. Looking forward to it. So, and speaking of looking forward, we got more to look forward to on the next dispatch. So, mm-hmm. we'll be back in two and two. Our final tale finds two friends talking about the shenanigans that they got into. And they discover more than they expected and more than they hoped. Our final tale of terror is Pod People. I had a blast, man. Fucking Crypticon was dope this year. This definitely was a step in the right direction for me just... Looking at my my goals, I think I put out towards myself. One being a little bit more social, and that I think for me kind of implied even on the social medias, just trying to put some more stuff out there for us. You did really good. I really wasn't expecting the uh, surprise shower singing post. <laughs> I'm not ashamed and regret nothing. In fact, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> bravo. I think anyone if they've listened to the show, they probably they know expected you. You've T- bragged about it many a times and we fucked up some buffet dude took advantage of the continental breakfast without a doubt but for me even the fact that uh, getting a couple of bumpers which was really good mm-hmm. but actually taking the time to talk to you know dean cameron yeah uh taking the time to talk to robert rustler and even with dean cameron i mentioned the fact that we did dress as chainsaw and dave for <laughs> right i think it was our third nerdoween I think it was the oddly anthology. Yeah. But also that, you know, whenever we mention one Tobe Hooper, is that we right? We, we, we go say to that. Tobe Hooper. And he mentioned, he laughs, he's like, yeah, apparently Toby hated that. 
and just was not happy. That's, it's Toby, goddammit. My name is Toby. If I wanted to be called Tobey, I would have moved my happy ass down to England and got one of them goddamn powdered wigs. Now, the only uh, powder that I like is Colombian Texas powder. Now, bring it on. Toby. Toby. Uh, so, it just made me laugh. And I was like, he's like, I didn't mean to. You know, it was just one of those things. It's and funny. It was really even better, though, was when I was um, waiting to talk to him. Talking some- about Rockula? That's what I've seen that. Me too. I, I, although bad dreams I've seen, uh-huh. but there was someone in front of him and they're looking throughout of his stuff and they're like, they're, they're like, oh my God, that's like, that's like my childhood. And he, without missing a beat, goes, yes, my, it was my twenties. <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, his twenties. Does that mean maybe if we go back to the carnage report, maybe he might've been a uh... douchebag. No, but Dean Cameron was, he was just rad. So got a chance to talk coming to him. in burritos and shit. <laughs> but we, we got to get the Always Sunny reference in somewhere. I did mention, I was like, when you popped up in that, like, I'll, we lost our we shit. Lost our shit. And then the fact that they, you know, focused the entirety of the episode. Uh, but talking to Robert Rustler, though, and seeing him interact with people, mm-hmm. more specifically, he's just. He's still a good-looking dude. Yeah. And let's just say I think his blood is still flowing. Yeah. In a good oh. way. I mean, come on. He's the bad boy of architecture. He is the bad boy of architecture. But I did get to find out that the rat tail in a thrashing was not his. It was sewn in and apparently very unpleasant to wear. Man, I should have got a bumper, but I didn't. But I got to talk to Mark Berman from uh, Low Life and the leather, new Uncle leather face. Teddy. Oh, yes. A teddy bear. Dude, yeah. he was really cool. He's like, man, I didn't get this until I, because I didn't understand what cons are all about until I actually won it and, like, felt the love from everybody. And, like, I get it. It's important. And I was telling him, like, we always talk about how, like, it's good to see some of these uh, older actors or people who have been in horror yeah. movies that we love see how it affects the fans because to a lot of people it's always just like oh it's just a silly little horror movie but to a lot of people it's a way of life as we say every friday night yep so it's and he's like yeah you're 100 percent right and i get it and i love it and i'll talk to i'm, I'm here for the fans and so he kind of scared me into buying a low life dvd but i was gonna buy one anyway so well and you guys kind of been kept and communicating throughout the entirety yeah. of the convention, which was be- the best. He was part. cool. He was super cool. But everybody I, there was cool. Well, and I will say this: I know um, a number of the vendors said they had a pretty good experience. I know Kansas City Horror Club had mm-hmm. a pretty good experience. Uh, friends at Atomic Cotton did. But when we kept walking throughout, you know, there are a number of the actors that are there, the artists, and there was one in particular that you know you're waiting for. And in fact, they're going to be the the bumper. Their bumper will be used. But I know you can't on Sunday. I, I'll admittedly, I was pretty social on you know Friday and you Saturday. Really good on Friday and Saturday. I bounced like a check on Sunday. You know, I'm like, I was he's just, like, "Hey, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go put the hotel keys. I'm gonna go put something in the car." I'm like, "All right, cool." Where'd he go? He's been gone a while. Did you leave? <laughs> yep. Like okay. But then you said, "Hey, check the inbox," and I did. And you obviously you all heard the bumper. But how was it meeting you know Miss Lauren? She's wonderful. She's delightful. And I I told her and was talking to her and saying that she has a very really good screen presence and and she has this like mannerism about her and the also the way that she interacts with the fans and the fact that she became so popular so quick and really so quick. iconic so quickly. I mean, Arthur Clown, this is the second movie, her first. Yep. And boom. It's like, "Whoa, it's the chick from Terrifier too, right?" And the fact that she's 
stunningly beautiful. It is pretty stunning. Like, just like in, especially in real life. I thought she was like, well, you're pretty on screen, but like walking her in real life, like, wow. Right. So, but there's like what well, you have. A, she has a wonderful screen presence and she has the potential and possibility to be very oh yeah famous moving on forward like she'll be can do the con circuits for a while now because she'll keep having these hits after hits and if we found with horror fans they are very loyal mm-hmm. they'll follow you kind of out even outside of the, the horror genre oh yeah but if you show up in a horror film they will always be there for you because i bet you 10 to 1 the most questions she got answered that same, uh, the that whole weekend a, was like hey yep. so when's part three coming out <laughs> oh, like are you gonna be in part three but I know, uh, hopefully, again, a lot of the uh, the actors, the artists that were there. But everybody was cool with everybody, and that was the thing. All the all, even Doug Jones, as big as he is, and his line would go around where like they had to have security. Like, okay, you're next yep. to move forward. And but nobody really needed security. But everybody was cordial. Everybody was friendly. Nobody minded the wait. At least that I know of. That we you know. Tell. What was great is again, we weren't necessarily. You all were working Kansas City Horror Club. We know we were doing stuff on the podcast, but unlike like at a Panic Fest or this or that, where it wasn't so much part, where we weren't running around like we normally would with our heads. Right, right. We're we're behind the scenes, but we're not like behind behind the scenes. We're not the power behind the throne, so to speak. Had our own stuff going on. Right, but. Everybody seemed to have a really good time. Um, The hotel was fantastic. And that's another thing. Let me get the beef aside. Aside from the movie room and the clown room being like on another hotel, mm -hmm. it felt like a more refined and restrained version of the old Universal Mm -hmm. days, in the ballroom days, the God's blind spot days. Agreed. Agreed. And I think... That's probably beneficial to us. Like the best of it without all the worst. Like the mm-hmm. best possible version of that old school. Someone crypticon. hopefully won't have a long-term illness yeah. from staying in this particular hotel. Right. No one's goofing on the roof. No one's <laughs> yes. getting stuck in the elevator. No one's doing any hey, of that I, I eventually found a stairwell that could get me from the first floor to the second floor. Oh, not floor. me. I love the elevator, especially as a glass elevator. I feel like fucking Wonka every time I was in the elevator because I'm going down to a horror convention. I'm riding in the glass elevator, so I'm there. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. I'm waiting for like the little things from Phantasm. Oompa, loompa, doopa, dee, doo, right? I, it's I'm having a ball, I'm loving it. It was great. It's it really was. It was a lot of fun, and I know for you it's very much a vacation. And even the suite we were in, it's fucking sweet, was beneficial. You had the genius area behind mm. the green door, and then we had where we were did a lot of recording. And yeah. Then to see those people in person. Next time if we do that, though, I want to bring in the beaded curtain just so I can do the PV thing. Like, where's Genius? Hello! You know, and just bring Zoom, and then they're gone. Come on by. We're going to do some recording. Going up to the hotel room. We're making art. And again, thankfully, we all knew everyone we talked to because eventually we will start reaching out to those folks that maybe we, we meet them like, I will say this. I didn't ask Lauren if she wanted to come up and do a. You want, you want to do an interview up there? Come on, come on. I'm in room 227. Just ask for Mary. Well, so, like. Well, thankfully, I, there was actually. I was pretty good on my budget in terms hmm. of buying stuff that I didn't necessarily need. I definitely scored on this mummy print. Mummy print was 
dope. With the EC comic vibe. Yeah. And the artist, it was, I think, his first Crypticon. Mm-hmm. He actually has been to a Friday Night Fright because he mentioned, he's like, yeah, I went to Turbo Kid. Yeah. And so we, know, so we know he's got a good taste. Yeah. Uh, and I apologize for not knowing his name, but that's one of those cats that I think I would have liked to have on the show. Someone yeah. that's been to, you know, seen us doing horror shit. Doing mm-hmm. horror stuff. Yeah. But that's where then again, the awkwardness of like, I'm going to come up to the room. Come on, come on up. We're going to let me turn on the recording equipment. You know? <laughs> but I, I should know his name, but phenomenal piece. Because you can't say that without, and especially like, let me turn on the recording equipment. And I can't come up with an. It's without like, being like, Ugh. looking back with like Gary Pullen, I think Erica and Zach had somehow they vetted us. us. They, yeah. they, they d- no, they're cool guys. E- e- they're okay. Okay, cool. And I think that's God help me why we have to have an online presence just so people know we're not we're at least somewhat legit. Because we've been in the game for a minute. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's so like, weird. It's <laughs> weird. I'm glad we yeah. have people to vet us now. <laughs> we need that. We need it's, that. it's only taken ten years. <laughs> now I also. Uh, Paul Bear Press wasn't there. Luckily for you and me, but, but also no movies. I know you were looking forward no to movie, that. The only one, the only really boot that had movies was Black Rose. But I have all of Black Rose's. I movies. think you may have donated some. I of those. helped out with Black Rose with some of the movies. Yeah. So yeah. So, but that may, may have been a good thing in the long run. Yeah, but it was kind of noticeably absent because they only got two movies. That was Low Life and Xanadu Hellfire. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I. <laughs> I found where there were a few records, and I actually picked it up immediately on Thursday night, I think. Uh, it is the G.I. Joe score mm-hmm. for an, like from the mass device to like Rise, Serpentor, or Rise, and it's the backing music. And some of you might be like scoffing, but it's legit good jazzy yeah you forget the stuff no, that's it's in good. the background see back in the days those cartoon movies had good shit there because it was this is the new cart this is the new toy line so here's some good shit behind it but i'm telling you though i bit i have loved the gi joe score for many eons so that was mm-hmm. an immediately pick up and an instant buy i'm like okay that's kind of perfect but then i picked up a, a sticker from our friend sean at horror horizons a great mm-hmm. jaws one and you Gifted me a wonderful Big Trouble in Little China, the Pork Chop Express one. Yeah, I got me a Silence of the Lamb sticker, and <laughs> I also got me uh, one from Sean. And oh, I can't remember what it was. It was Cocaine Bear. Was it? Yeah, the Cocaine Care Bear. That's perfect. And speaking of Cocaine Care Bear, Don was rolling around in his costumes as usual on Saturday night. He's normally a, like something vile. This one he was. Did you? He was Cocaine Bear. So he had a Cocaine Bear. He had a bear onesie on, and he put powder all over his nose. I saw had, that. Yep. And he had a bit. And the sign said, "Will suck dick for picnic baskets." Well, and what's great is. It's a nice segue into the amount of kids a lot that of kids. you saw at Crypticon. Mm-hmm. But you know what? A lot of we were raised in PG eighties, which primarily that's kind of like PG thirteen R nowadays, right? And I'd like to think that we we're better because of our exposure to that kind of stuff. Well, okay, so back in the day when we were growing up, we were growing up in the oh my god, somebody think about the children days. And don't get me wrong, it's still oh my god, <laughs> somebody think about the children. In fact, if not worse, worse. But it's cool to know that there's still some parents out there that are cool enough to bring um, the 
kids out and just show the appreciative horror as long as it's done in a productive and right way because yeah. i was i did see this dude this guy was at a haunt it was a haunted house guy and he was going around scaring people and like he accidentally scared the kid he wasn't like right in the kid's face but he's like ah scaring like big groups mm-hmm. and like the dude's like he's he's a kid man why are you fucking scaring him like dude everybody's like dude he's like at a horror convention he's not being yeah. singled out yeah. chill you know everything's cool man Right, and then everybody's like, "It's so," and then it was like, even though I was like, "Honey, calm down, dude," you know. But everybody else, everybody else, everybody, all the kids were like dressed up as horror. Oh. There was this little girl, and like she, the whole family. So there was four kids oh, in the yes, family. Yes, yes. The first one was was she was maybe about ten, and she was dressed up like the nun. Mm-hmm. Right. The next little kid, he was about like maybe eight, and he's dressed up like Art the Clown. The next one, she's about like six, and she's just like the little clown girl yep. from um, Art the Clown from Terrified Two, and she's just the smile and everything the whole time, and she's maybe about six, and so she's just a. But then there's like this four or five year old little girl, and she's dressed up like Megan, and I'm like, oh, you look great, and I'm passing out candy and stickers and being a creep, I guess, because hey, look, come on up, here's some candy and stickers. Tell me if you want to go. Ask your mom if she wants to go to court. You know, so like terrible shit. You never did that. I never admit did it, that. Admit it. Just stop that. Because now people go, oh, my God. No, but like it's funny because people would come up and like, stop giving the kids all the candy. I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to do networking here. Right? So I'm on my good behavior now, fuckers. Right? So <laughs> sorry, children. Would you like some candy? <laughs> want to make sure. Right? So, <laughs> No. Um, so, but I'm like, hey, can you do the little Megan dance? And she's like, without a beat. She does a little, <laughs> little twist and turn and the little arm thing. I'm like, oh, that's great. You get an extra piece of candy. Right? So well, we talked great. about how Megan was gateway, possible gateway horror. Totally. And made, we're seeing, we're seeing it. We're yeah, seeing it's it. It's wonderful. It just came out this year and we're already seeing cosplay of her. You know what we saw cosplay of? Huh? We saw Valeria from, from Xanadu Hellfire. And we actually uh, recorded an episode that is going to be coming out actually next week. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic to see, again, so many people that we know, but then to, again, see the stuff they're in now and how they're continuing to evolve and just be embraced. And yeah. the inclusivity, I just, again, it just feels comfortable the worst part about it was sunday because everybody was tired and everybody else had that looming specter of this is the end Mm -hmm. you know this is we're going we got to go back to the real Real world world. you know and it's like man fuck but there's always next year and i hope they'll keep it in the same hotel it's been doing a lot of trying to find a home and i'll be honest this one felt pretty homey what i think they should do is i think they should cut out that back room with the vendors the secret vendor room Mm -hmm. and make that the movie slash party room because having it all in one location helped out a lot and the bands are great fucking full metal yeah that was the show that they put on was fucking amazing if you haven't seen them they're fucking zombie metal they come out and they do metal and dress up as zombies but they're proper good i mean like they're they're fucking riff the the flow they have uh uh, male singer and a female singer, and they harmonize really well, and it's really cool, and they they're funny, and so I dig them. Yeah, no, and I know you know the vacation aspect was good for you. I just think this was something that is good to look forward mm-hmm. to. Uh, have fun with it, meet some new people. 
But I'm also looking forward now to Slash and Bash, too, because... Slash and Bash is going to be great. Talking to Keith was dope. It was great. Talking no, to Katie again. was dope. Talking to Carnage Report was dope. Talking to all of our everyone, old friends. Everyone that we was saw. Was dope. Talking yeah. to everybody who we ran into. Old friends, new friends, people like, hey, you're from Friday Night Price, or hey, you're the Court Globe guy, or hey... I, I recognize your voice or whatever. It was great to yeah. talk to people. It, it really was nice. And like I said, I'm trying to work on being more social, all that kind of good stuff. And it is a work in progress, but mm-hmm. now this is good. And in fact, it's all about truly celebrating art, artists, be they from Kansas City, Kansas City adjacent or regardless. But, you know, this month is all about our local folks. Now, that being said, um, again, the episode is in the can. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's one of our favorite people. They're in a film that we're watching for the first time. Yep. It's going to be grand. So gonna until be. that time. Until our next issue, kiddies. He's Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>